You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully you can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. Chompcast gives you double life EXP. Every show, of course, is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com. You know, wherever you get podcasts, fucking everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, um, you know, leave us a five-star rating, please, if you can, on iTunes in particular. Uh, subscribe. It really helps us climb up the charts, meet new listeners. And if you're feeling really frisky, head over to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. All sorts of great ways you can support us there. Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Uh, big, big, big show today. Rich has returned from PAX safely. Uh, to regale us with the tale of Boston's Gaming Expo. Uh, we, we have a full rundown on the Final Fantasy VII remaster demo that he played. Uh, Magic Legends, Knuckle Sandwich, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and Fuser. And uh, let's just say a little bit about a, mo- a really crazy monster honey- hunter party we might uh, get into. We all also played the Final I have fan- no memory of those events. <laughs> You didn't get the coronavirus. He just uh, had a really bad hangover. Um, we also played the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo that the whole world has been playing. Uh, it's compared to what Rich played at PAX and to discuss on the show. With your feedback, the listener, we asked you on the At Sword Chomp Instagram page what you thought of the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. And we're going to break that down so you don't want to miss it. Shay, the professor, does his best to enrage the Sword Chomp community with his early The Last of Us impressions that sent a shockwave down the spines of everyone, I guess. Does that happen? Shockwaves go down spines? Sure they do. Um, We have a bunch of fun polls to run through as uh, Rich has now returned to us. The most streamed Netflix, uh, Netflix, (laughs) Netflix, that's a whole different program. Uh, Don't go to that website. (laughs) Don't go to Netflix. It's a bunch of old men. Talking about who has the best butterfly net. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's a sex thing, I think. It's, but you know, <laughs> weird maybe flex, not. but okay. Yeah, that's really weird. I like the uh, Netflix I've heard of is like big buff guys wearing fishnets in the gym and just same trying thing, to rip their fishnets mm, as they flex. Yeah, the community's maybe it's a subsidiary. It's the same board. It's just it's yeah. a different. It all Subway, redirects from yeah. reallifelemonparty.com. Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe that'll no. be like a web web TV show that we start. We'll launch Whiskers later this year. We'll have web... Or, uh, I, was, I thought Netflix. we were going to do a show about people that meet on Whiskers. <laughs> it's a documentary. Sure. <laughs> They'll all be connected. How people found love. You know, that's true. I do like the idea, Josh, that there's some weird subculture of people that just collect nets and uh, analyze them and talk about them. Put prices yeah, on Yeah, and them. they have a board where they have to go on and show it off to all the other fans of nets yeah if you're part of that society reach mm-hmm. out we'd love to interview you <laughs> like those weird like i don't want to say weirdos because it sounds like a rude asshole of me like i'm judging other people's hobbies but those interesting people Pretty that collect I coins do. i know <laughs> people that collect coins are always fascinating me let me spend five thousand dollars on this coin I was like, all right sure whatever makes you happy you leave my grandfather out of this <laughs> well um, hey i don't know why the coin people have that voice but i'm kidding hey, my grandpa's you? dead uh-huh. Well, okay. Well, that's not where them. I was going to take the conversation, but I guess that's I, where it's going. I almost, I almost had, had my sights set squarely on your grandpa, and then you said that, and I was like, oh, not great timing. Um, uh, I'm still laughing about it. 
<laughs> Thunder Mifflin versus Central Perk. Watching him jingle all the way down into that hole. All those this- coins going with them. <laughs> It's like those things at a museum where you drop the coin and they go around in circles, you know, those little... Mm-hmm. Anyways. I have uh, one of those in my supermarket. This intro really got hacked up. Thanks a lot, Rich. This is your fucking fault. Um, I don't think so. I signed a paper today that made you part of Sword Chomp, and you're going to just butcher this intro like this. How could you? Well, I didn't sign it yet. <laughs> he's the only... He's the only... <laughs> he's the only I'll do one it that- tomorrow. He's the only one holding back. I'm not sure about this, guys. Um, anyways, Dunder Mifflin vs. Central Perk, the Monster Hunter film, and our go-to flannel. Uh, all sorts of great polls you voted on on the at Swordchomp Instagram that we talk about. Have a grand old time. Um, and the most steaming pile of crow ever eaten on the Chompcast. Hot steaming pile of crow heading your way, Rich. The Rich Meister joining us from New York. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm back from Beantown. Uh, I was going to tell you that I'm not going to eat crow until we see some hard numbers on sales. Uh, Sales are just one part of the equation. So what happened was, for people that are confused, we had an argument uh, debate, you could say off air, in which we were discussing what we thought the biggest game of the year would be. And Rich and Shay felt adamant that Final Fantasy VII Remake would be the Biggest game of the year. Um, I was flabbergasted that they would think it would be bigger than The Last of Us 2 uh, or Cyberpunk, and that's how the bet was born. And Josh did not... Well, te- go ahead, go ahead. If, if I could explain to you, and here's like a, a really good uh, byline, I think, to take it out of being bigger for even a non-regular gaming audience. Uh, I know multiple people that are buying consoles that have not bought consoles in years for this game. Oh. If I were to ask my mother... Uh, about The Last of Us or Final Fantasy VII. She at least knows that Final Fantasy VII was a big deal in the 90s. She doesn't know what the fuck a Last of Us is. Well, I don't know. It's going to be on HBO. She might know what The Last of Us is very soon. Uh, and I, I don't know about very soon. <laughs> Your grandmother just... The only, she's only watching the HBO uh, After Dark. Anyways, Rich, as you can tell, is not... Um, he is still digging his feet in the dirt here adamantly against the poll that came back. 70% of our audience said The Last of Us 2. Uh, and Josh did not make a uh, choice. He just sat back and watched us all uh, slap each other. Mm-hmm. Um, he almost... I've been, Josh. I was hoping you would. He didn't quite throw... I guess he didn't want to throw his hat in the ring, so... Um, interesting. Yeah. Okay, no thoughts. Uh, but Shay, uh, thank you for being here, Rich. We're going to catch up with a lot of your stuff from PAX. Um, I'm cool. looking forward to the show a lot. It's kind of a different topic of the show for us. And Shay Layton also joins us from Japan. Now, I'll give Shay credit. He did immediately say, "Rich, we're going to have to eat some crow on the podcast." And I uh, said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's true. It's true. I uh, I thought we would win that poll. I was wrong. Morgan won that poll fair and square. I'll tip my hat off to that one. But I am with Rich the poll, in the sense that, that is true. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that's that's where the crow will be eaten, hundred percent. I will not eat crow because, like Rich, I still think that this game is going to, for sure, blow The Last of Us Two out of the water in terms of being a bigger deal this year, and um. Until we see, like Rich said, until we see some hard numbers, I'm not conceding that point. Yet. See you all in April. No, I'll get you some hard numbers, all right. Um, 
All right. Oh, I Josh mean, is going to talk about Picross. Morgan, Morgan, mm. we don't need two inches. We we need the whole thing. Those those hard numbers aren't enough. Yeah. Two point five. Thank you. Oh, hard cheating. number. There's only the one <laughs> yeah, digit. One. That's just... true. Singular. Singular. Yeah. One digit. In the yeah. one digit. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't it's get metric. it, Josh. I, I mean, you don't have a, a thought on this? Like, the the listeners, they were messaging me all week. They were just saying, hey, look, Final Fantasy VII had its time in the limelight. The Last of Us 2 obviously is going to be a, a better game, a more emotional experience. It even releases later. It's not a remake. I don't know about better. I mean, they were... It releases later? Well, they yeah, were that's saying... a big factor. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I, if you, Josh, you don't out, know about that. I don't know. It the, seems the, like the whole release it later seems clause. Like Final Fantasy VII releases later, since we're only getting the very beginning of it here soon. <laughs> it's, oh, that's another point they made. We're not even getting the full game. <laughs> you know, we're not even well, getting the full yeah. game. We're getting a full game. I mean, technically, if we wanted to do it that way, we could be like, "Well, Last of Us Two is the second part." of the last of us story so oh. technically that's part of a game it is not like cold. if you wanted to go yeah, that route it's, it's true i just, I just love the point just dig just dig yourself deeper please. it's called the last of us part two not the last of us two how do i even know this is the end hmm. maybe i have to watch some fucking hbo show in 2024 to figure out what it is you, you know what that is right? a scary thought actually isn't it yeah I mean, granted, it's it's too late now for uh, much to really be taken out of the game to put in the show. But uh, yeah, that hmm. that's the future we're headed towards. I know. Turns out, if you don't play the Fortnite event, you you miss half the plot these days. So God is God is dead, and we've killed him. You and I. Mm-hmm. This actually saves us a little time because we were gonna have to talk about this eventually. But I would say that. I had a really passioned uh, impact. Well, look at it this way. I don't think any would anyone actually consider prefer the Final Fantasy VII over The Last of Us because I would just yeah. start there and say yes, yes. I mean, I haven't this, played it yet, but no, I mean the original Final Fantasy VII. Oh, over yes, The Last of Us. Yes. Yeah, yes. You guys are on drugs. It's you one guys of the are on drugs. Ever made. Mm-hmm. All right, that's gonna be another poll. I'm gonna win that one too. <laughs> what all these polls got? You probably it. are. That doesn't change how I feel. Josh, you're a Last of Us guy. What are you doing here? The Last what are you doing, what am I doing there? You're seriously going to try to argue that The Last of Us was better than Final Fantasy VII? Absolutely. A genre-defining game. You don't think The Last of Us was a genre-defining game? That's your case. No. That's not a good one. A genre-defining yes, game? Yes. Defining what genre of what? did it define? Are you kidding me? The like, cover that was shooter? An incredibly impactful. That was Gears. Game. It can be impactful, but it didn't define a genre. What about it defined What anything? genre did it define? I don't even know what genre it well, is. A lot of people think Final Fantasy VI defined the genre of anything. I was going to say that. It also had a hand in that. So a lot of people, again, I think Final Fantasy VI is the next one to remake. Yeah. Six is far better than seven, but it was, yeah, not really given a. It was kind Seven. of a, a big deal as the first 3D, mm-hmm. and it, it did a lot for the genre. It was the first 3D Final Fantasy. Yeah. It, no one's discrediting 6. 6 is amazing. Yeah. Well, I, right. I, I, I think yeah. 6 came Seven. out a little late here in the U.S. for people to really that, It was at the tail end of the Super it's Nintendo, true. right? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. I think because of the limitations of 6, 
it wasn't as impactful as what seven was. I mean, seven set up so many things in that game that became a main staple of subsequent PS one RPGs and PS two RPGs. It was genre defining. There's, there are a lot of amazing, amazing, amazing things about last of us. Um, and we'll get into that later, but there's nothing in that game that I feel like is genre defining at all. Tragedy, tragedy. I think to Josh's point, I couldn't even tell you what genre it would be defining because it's it's hard to nail it down. To be quite honest, there are like five genres in one. Like when I was writing, like you, as you guys will hear next week when we do the Chomping After Dark intro. When I was writing the intro, I was like, "This is an action adventure horror survival (laughs) shooter." (laughs) Just like all checking all these boxes. a touch of like walking sim, like what yeah. that would become. Like, I know that's like a derogatory term, but I think it just kind of explains the kind of thing you're talking about when you say it now. I don't know. I think there's I don't some think nuance. It, yeah. I think there's some nuances conversation when you, when you look at the reality of like, cause I know you guys pretty well where like, you know, for example, pharmacy seven was a huge part of Shay's young childhood and he's going back to play the last of yeah, us. Same here. Like I, I will, I will give you that it was, fairly genre defining it's just that we no one's figured out what the genre is yet i was i was giving you crap the genre is naughty dog game yeah is, yeah that's fair well yeah. i would say it was more about because i mean it's it it's naughty dog games and then the tomb raider reboots it's like the, the, that that's kind of it and even that i i think uncharted probably had more of a hand in actually defining i think uncharted it, right? had more of a hand and like that's I think one people talk that's about one it thing more. where it's like prompt but, Anyway, prompting the studio up on a pedestal. <laughs> it's prompting the studio up on a pedestal, which is great because Naughty Dog is one of the best studios in current day and age. Like it's the top echelon of studios, but that is studio defining. It's not genre defining. I had an itchy lawn at my last house. Just red ants everywhere. It was terrible. I didn't use right. it for much of anything. I thought you were talking about your pubes. Mm. Yeah, um, I will say this. One of our one of our patrons, uh, Gilbezi Skit, one of our good friends and patrons, wrote in with some uh, incredible. He took the time to send this long message to me about uh, the poll after we sent it in, and he said basically looking up sales. A lot, of, you know, people don't realize how sneaky well The Last of Us sold, and, and sales do matter. Um, the sales, of the original Last of Us, had sold seventeen million in the first five years. Um, Final Fantasy Seven had sold twelve point three million units worldwide. Now, some of that stuff's tough because there's obviously digital sales and people are accessing some of those older games from ROMs and stuff like that. But you could like the sales for The Last of Us are much higher than you think they are. Oh no, I, I'm not questioning how well the game sold or anything like that. And um, the other the other thing I'll point out obviously is it's hard to rank that against the original Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, not only is it hard to trace a lot of old game sales? I think it was a decidedly smaller market when Final Fantasy VII launched. Gaming is a lot more mainstream now. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You'd have to compare the average number of households that have a video game system now with the average number of households that had a video game system back then. 1997, yeah. Not even that, though. The used game market was so much bigger back then. I mean, I imagine True. like three people bought The Last of Us used. Yeah, and rentals and stuff. I'm just saying it's it's worth considering because you, a lot of people yeah. maybe don't consider The Last of Us like a I th- sales I, I think they were fairly comparable as far as like, you know, 
impact. Well, I, I'm sure it sold well. I've never looked medium. up the numbers. Yeah. I, um, yeah. But like, it, it's a game people care about. The thing though is interesting. Like, The Last of Us, great, fantastic game. When I think about the thing that is like Naughty Dog's tour de force, it is the Uncharted series. I just feel like it's talked about a little more. There are granted five Uncharted games, six actually, if you count the Vita one. Like, it's clearly been a bigger yeah. series. And for I, them. I like Uncharted four probably more than. Mm, that's tough. I'd have to really think about that. I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret. But I would say that I just feel like uh, that's interesting. That's tough. I just feel like The Last of Us made people like really like a lot. Of, there are a lot of people message me saying they had never cried when they played a game before, but they cried playing The Last of Us. And like, I think there's an emotional impact that game had that is something very few games, if any, can really accomplish. And I, I feel yeah. like that's understated. Mm. I yeah, would have cried it's, playing it's, seven if Barry yeah. Didn't it's speak not like that was a who cried playing seven. Give me a break. Area? Me? Did, uh, oh me, I God! Did, oh, come were, on! Like this my is my parents the, were fighting behind me. You're seriously like <laughs> the uh, the video game spoiler. Uh, come on, Josh. Did you cry? Yeah. Did yeah. you cry? Which game made you feel more? I, have I don't no care about idea. This other is people. Ago. You. Why Which game I? made you feel more when you played it at the time emotionally? I cried all the time. I was a kid. <laughs> Everything was upsetting. I'm gonna, he, he was going through some things. I'm gonna I'm gonna add some nuance to this conversation because this is just a lot of good fun. Um, but uh, you know, Shay's playing The Last of Us seven years later, but played Final Fantasy seven basically when it first came out as a kid. I played Final Fantasy seven like three years later. Played The Last of Us seven years later. Like there's there's a lot of context here that I think is important. It's not like we all played these games when they were fresh. Um, and I think that's I played both of these when they were fresh. You did, you did, and that's and there's value the in that. Time, I yeah. think that's that's good to know. Um. Still think you're wrong, but I still <laughs> just kidding. I really hope I just uh I don't know if I told you guys this story while I was doing the FF seven demo. Um and I forget his last name, John. I, I can't remember his last name, I feel horrible. The uh guy who is doing the voice for Barrett Wallace in the remake um was at the booth and behind a bunch of us while we were demoing it. And I've never seen a man so eager in his life. And people were not picking up on who he was because he was just moving over to people, playing only his cloud and being like, go to switch over to Barrett. And a lot, bunch of people are like, nah, man, I'm cool. So I was finally like, yeah, man, you can get some distance in there. And then he gave me a fist bump. Wow. That's <laughs> that's uh, that's that's a story right there. Uh, it's a weird in the trenches. The rich meister. Anyways, I am Morgan, uh, General Mountain Time here in Montana, and yeah, that's the topic of the show is how we got that poll out of the way and we beat each other up enough. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, thought, I, I got a lot to say. I'm just going to bite my tongue. Um, PAX East, uh, exciting show, uh, I guess, for you know the companies that win. Um, the coronavirus, coronavirus didn't scare them off. We talked a lot about that. Plenty of people were there. A lot of people were Corona. there, right? What was the general vibe? Corona. Well, that's a good starting question, Rich. Um, sure. For the show, like, what was the general vibe on the floor from people in regards to, like, the people pulling out or just in general? Well, here's what I'll tell you. Most people were pretty optimistic about it. Um, the vibe of the show was a little different because of all this stuff, I would say. Um, namely, I've never seen so many goddamn face masks in my life. And Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. Interesting. The other thing is I've been going to the show for seven or eight years. Um Uh, and I could say with certainty, I've never seen them be this clean before, like literally <laughs> uh, wiping down everything <laughs> after every use. Desanitizing uh, your controller were, right after you let go. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, which I, we should do that all yeah, the time. There were people at the bottom of uh, of escalators just holding Clorox wipes on the banisters as they went down uh, on the little handrails there. It, it was kind of amazing. Uh, that being said, uh, we had talked about a joke I had wanted to do there, and I could find no good opening to do so because they reshuffled the floor so well you wouldn't be able to tell there was empty space. Um. There was kind of a promenade in the center where you can walk through the center of the convention floor, which is always there, but it was noticeably, to me at least, and I'm sure people that go every year, bigger that year. Um, but you were not able to feel like the big absences like Sony. Like, it didn't really feel that way. Harmonic's booth was still impressive. Uh, Nintendo's booth is is one of the greatest booths I've ever seen at a convention like this. Oh, that Animal Crossing booth was nuts, yeah. It was a great little photo op center that I gladly waited for. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, we got a good picture of you with Isabel. With Isabel, yeah. yeah. I met uh, Isabel Tomnook and uh, KK Slider were unfortunately taking a break right as we walked I, in. Look, I love Isabel as um, much as the rest of the world, but I was thinking about this the other day. I don't get how Isabel became a meme. Like, how did that start? What was the launching point? How does anything I, become a meme? <laughs> well, you know, Isabel has like this like sort of mythos around her now, and I... Take it from me, a meme. It oh, just happens. Right. You, were, you were an Overwatch meme at one point, a small yeah. flicker in the, in the <laughs> galaxy of memes. In the yeah, cosmos. Like meme cosmos. Yeah. Um... All right, well, there's a lot to get to here. This is a, a load. Sure. And by the way, Josh, I don't know if I... If, this intro got butched up. I said Josh's name a thousand times, but uh, Josh... Mm, but he's Josh here. is here from Michigan. No, I'm here. Okay, he's here. Good. I'm making sure you're here. Are you here? Okay, good. I'm still I'm shell-shocked from your Last of Us Final Fantasy VII take, and I don't know how to handle myself now. I'm, I thought for sure you are going to be... I, I, <sighs> thanks for being there's on the right side much of history. To handle. I mean, just find some tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, that's Josh here on the right side of history. <laughs> I, it's man, I really do feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna live my life. At, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to become the people's champion. What can I say? Um, until I do that poll and it comes back 90% from AC7, and then I just feel like an asshole. So we'll see, Morgan. They, they're all on your side, they just feel they, bad. For you. I'm getting the pity vote now. That's what it is. Um, the sadness. Well, I mean, that's what happened to Fish. You just got. <laughs> cornered into being the people's <laughs> champion. You see what you see what you do when you feel attacked. You bring fish into it. <laughs> not even no, here to defend himself. Now I'm the now I'm the new uh, punching bag. But you know what? I'm doing it for you, the people. I want to say this real, real briefly too. I cannot believe this. This is amazing. About half an hour ago, I opened a package from one of our new patrons and friends, uh, Fletch, and um, he goes by Drop art underscore Fletch on Instagram, and he does steel work. Uh, he's from Michigan as well, just like you, Josh. Weirdly enough, you guys should hook up sometime. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Josh is married. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, Josh. This guy does good work. You hook up with him. Um, uh, he, he made these tr- a trophy for our next Pokemon tournament. Uh, fashioned after the sword chomp likeness, the sword. Uh, he made one, just an, another version of it for me to hang on my wall just because he's a good guy. And then he said, I threw in a little surprise for you, Morgan. And I've only known this guy for a little while. And it was a giant Blastoise colored steel wall, piece of wall art that I just put up on the Instagram page. And get this, the back of it, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. It looks like it, it lights up. Like there's like lights on the back, like LED lights or something. Yeah, I noticed that when you sent the picture. It looks really cool. It's amazing it's like i look we put our 
I can tell you this, somebody's put my heart and soul in the sword shop since the beginning. We don't make a lot of money, but we've made more money than I thought we would, and we're growing and growing, and every time somebody donates one cent to us, it's like, a, a, I'm so grateful for it. It means a lot. But sometimes you get gifts like this as well that, like, I don't even, I feel almost uncomfortable because it's so kind. It's such a kind. It's very thoughtful, too. Like Yeah, like, he, he just knew I liked Blastoise, and he threw that in there. So it's just like, I don't know how to deal with that kind of generosity. Right. You know, I'm used to dealing with you guys all the time. You're a bunch of jerks. So <laughs> I got you something at PAX. I, I got you a Maneater branded fridge. Did you really? Um, that, Yeah, no, I did. Oh, my, uh, that's awesome. I need, okay, cool. I still actually want to send you that capture card, so I'll send it with okay. that uh, when I get a chance. You, did, you didn't put Maneater on your list. You didn't see Maneater, did you? Uh, oh my god. I gotta tell you, man, I wanted to, but uh, the it, it wasn't even like the booth was always packed. The demo they had was so long, I just, I could not wait. I could it not. It was just too long. Okay. The Like, yeah, no, the booth was never completely full, but there was always a line, because I think that demo was like 45 minutes oh, long. Man. Okay. All right. Well, Man Man Eater is the almost like GTA Shark game that's coming out later this year. Um. That being said, I waited for two hours to watch an hour-long demo of Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah. Shapelings. What's the joke? <laughs> Are you, really? What do you mean, what's the joke? <laughs> that's what it's like to be Morgan. It's just a wonder what I the don't, joke I don't. is. <laughs> do you don't know what song this is, Morgan? Is that the Wake Me Up When You Go Girl song? <laughs> No! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Just think about what we've been talking I about. I couldn't hear it that well. To be fair, over the in my in my one little headphone, it was it was and that's, that's making its way in from Japan. Yeah, there was a little a little lag. I'm not saying I would have known the song. I'm just saying I couldn't hear it that yeah, well. Yeah, that's 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 a, sure that, that's no, the excuse no, we're gonna no, go with. No, it was totally it was totally a little lag, guys. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it gets here to New York and Michigan faster. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Montana, like you said. Yeah. We're, it's going. We're in it's Canada. going the other way around. We're basically it's, uh, in Canada. Yeah. It's not my fault. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. No one's gonna. I don't want to know the joke now. I don't even want to know. I want someone to point it out to you when the episode goes live. So I'm gonna let this okay. be. <laughs> okay. Good. It's DM me at General Mountain Time on Instagram. Someone will give him shit for Send it. Me the joke if you heard it. Put a high quality version of the song in the file. Maybe. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. Pax East did not see Manor Hunter. Man, Manor Hunter. Uh, Man Hunter. <laughs> What's Manor Hunter is a whole different thing. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. I met him. Uh, but you got me a cool frisbee, so that's nice. Anyway, thank you, Fletch. I am still in shock, and wow, that next Pokemon tournament is going to be incredible. I don't want to see this cool trophy leave my desk, but. You know, to the winner goes the spoils. Um, all right, so Rich, the, on your list, you said your game of the show was Baldur's Gate Three. You called it Baldur's Gate. Was that a typo, or are you just being? Uh... That was a typo. I was pretty sure I put Baldur's Gate. Okay, 3. You, you had Baldur's Gate. I thought that was some sort of like weird inside joke. Baldur's. Yeah, was like... It was probably. <laughs> okay, so Baldur's Gate Three. Why the fuck oh, was that the game of the yes. show? Because it was fucking amazing, man. Uh, okay, so. Uh, for those that don't know, the Baldur's Gate games, the original two, were done by Bioware way back in the day. Uh, D&D uh, PC adventure games. Uh, this one is being done by Larian Studios, the the fellas what made uh, Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, which is probably one of the best Western RPGs I've ever played. Uh, I did not get any hands-on with Baldur's Gate 3, but we did watch an hour-long live presentation um, where they played through the That's intro cool. of the game. And boy, oh boy, is this just digital D&D, um, like to a goddamn T. Uh, up to four player co-op. You can play it single player. 
they showed off one of the Origins characters who is a vampire. Um, basically, the, the hook of the starting of the game is your characters are kidnapped by Mind Flayers, um, and they are indoctrinated with tadpoles, which in D&D lore is a little organism Mind Flayers put in your head, and slowly over time it transforms you into a Mind Flayer. Uh, the vampire in particular awakes on a beach after the Mind Flayer ship crashes to find that he can stand in sunlight, which shouldn't be happening. Mm. Um, he sparkles a little bit. He, he, yeah, he does have a slight sparkle. <laughs> uh, the Mind Flayer uh, tadpole, it seems, is giving you powers that you probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you progress, you meet up with other people who survived the ship crash to form a party. Can I ask you, um, I heard that the scene where they put the little yes. tadpole mind flare in your in the eye is very graphic and interesting. Oh, it, it's very cool because it sort of shows it crawling up your tear duct and then it goes to a first person Fuck view that. from your eye of this thing latching onto your eyeball. Hmm. Fuck that. I hate eye uh, shit. It's pretty I hate eye shit. I hate eye shit. Dead Space really 2, that, that scene, that infamous no, scene oh, bothered yeah. the fuck out of me. That This is not that perspective. You just see all the teeth in the thing, like... Because you're literally looking at it through okay, first person, okay. so you can't see the eye. Yeah. You just know it's going into the eye. Okay, um, okay. So it's kind of implied slash shown. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so the thing that I like the most about watching this is Divinity Original Sin 2 is great. It has similar combat to that. But with this, they now have the D&D license. So they can flat out, like, just use D&D terms. Like, you go into your equipment setting, and it'll be like, this dagger deals 1d4 damage. It's literally, you're doing dice rolls on the screen. A lot of them are behind the scenes. But, like, when you do a stat check, you literally roll a digital d20. We, we have to, we, that, first of all, that's awesome. Uh, I, we have to say this, because this is one of the few times I've seen Shay make an orgasm face on the uh, webcam. Because he made a joke that he'd, he'd caught, like, a second later, where he said it was implied... Like I oh, imply, <laughs> I missed that because of where my. You should have seen Shay's face though. Like oh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta move my mic a little bit, get a better view. I missed that entirely. I'm, I'm yeah, very my, happy for you, Shay. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that I've, that was not intentional at all. That pun. But, Sometimes those uh, things just happen. They do. They happen naturally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah I, no, so uh, I, we're getting into this. I definitely had I'm a sorry, bit I'll of no finish. No, you did. I just had an O face. Uh, getting into a bit of that combat more, because we did watch a few combat scenarios. Um, the stuff they've added sort of to Divinity's formula, basically at, at the beginning, uh, everybody does an initiative roll like you would in a D&D game, which is where you roll D20s to decide who goes first. Um, whoever gets the highest score, their team goes first in the initiative order. Uh, has all the same rules Dungeons & Dragons has. You know, high ground gives you advantage on attacks, things like that. Um, And they've added as bonus actions. These weren't in Divinity 2, which are free actions you can take on your character's turn. They've added jump and push. Uh, Push is sort of hilarious because you'll be trying to get to high ground. And they were showing it off fighting these uh, little Mind Flayer minions. They were just pushing them off ledges to try and get some high ground. (laughs) Uh, And at one point, which is pretty great because this is the exact thing I would do in D&D. Uh, the vampire character was an archer. He was a rogue and he was out of arrows. So as a last resort to kill the approaching horde, he took off his boots and threw them at the enemy. <laughs> uh, there's some very tabletopy stuff happening in this game. And I sort of love every second of it. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like what you're describing is basically, uh, this, uh, studio just reached out to 
some of the best dungeon masters who create these crazy scenarios and were like, all right, sit down in a room, write down the craziest, most awesome shit you can think of, and we're going to make a game based off of that. That's kind of what it sounds yeah, like, and no, that sounds totally- awesome. And I'd encourage anyone, if you have want a taste of what this game is going to be like, if you've never played Divinity Original Sin 2, um, it is very clearly a Dungeons and Dragons game that just doesn't have the license. Uh, and it's a great game. Yeah, I think yeah. I've heard really good things about that game. And I, I always meant to get around to it, but just never made it high on my priority list. I actually, when I got back from PAX, I was very much in the mood for it. So a few friends and I started a uh, new multiplayer file on that. Uh, we've been playing for about three hours and have yet to leave the starting area because that's just the kind of game it is. Damn. Mm-hmm. Me and, I was surprised Josh didn't get his into that one because like Josh is before you got here, Rich, Josh was like the resident PC guy and Divinity, I think was originally just PC before they yes. uh, moved it around. And that seems like it's right up Josh's alley, but I don't remember him talking about it really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like a big time commitment. Oh yeah. It kind of is. So I just, yeah, I just that's fair. Never really felt I've, I'm never caught up on games. I, just, I am going to encourage any of you when the time comes to get into Baldur's Gate three because it is up to four player co op, mm-hmm. and oh, it man. would make for a pretty hilarious stream. That sounds great. Oh, I'm hundred percent getting it. Uh, I briefly dabbled in. I believe it was the first one um, at a friend's house. It's a very very fun game. Very fun game. Totally. Um, and, uh, Rich, I actually yes. have a recommendation for you. If you like D&D style games, you should go back on the Sega Genesis and play Might and Magic 2 Gates to Another World. I love the Might and Magic games. (laughs) Yeah. Just sit down if you have to emulate it and then just play Uh, it on stream. Did he not hear? Did he not hear you? I don't think he heard you. Me? I didn't. Uh, Yeah. 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 Rich said he loves the Might and Magic games. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. Sorry. My connection completely went to shit. I apologize. No, our delay. It's cool. No, that's um, all right. I want to see you play it on stream. So I having, think I can make that happen. conversations I... with Morgan flashbacks right there. <laughs> I, I, believe I just say something on... and it gets completely ignored. I'm like, hang it's, on, hang on now. On. I believe two is on GOG, so I think I can make that happen. I just loved right. how Please. Rich dropped that. Not heroes. Dropped the... Not heroes of Might and Magic, though. Just I might have only played Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, Heroes of Might and Magic is amazing. I love those games, and if you ever want to play those online, <laughs> let me know. I'm always down for some Heroes, Heroes of Might and Magic. Magic. Two is the game I'm thinking of. Yeah, that game is fucking phenomenal. One of my favorite games of all time. But no, I'm talking about just Might and Magic. Uh, yeah, I don't it, think I've ever played the classic Might and Magic, but right, I will those, look into it. Those games are basically D and D campaigns, and I would love that to see you play. Incredibly them. appealing. Yeah, they, we I should will, play D and D. My, we should. We need to stream D and D very badly. I'd love to do that. I've never played D and D in my entire life, um, and I think I like it because I love randomness. I'm obsessed with the idea of randomness, and that seems like it's pretty much what the entire game is based around. So, um, which sounds great. I will say this, Rich. My one concern for people like Shay, who said he's going to get it, and myself, who is very interested, is that it's only PC and Stadia, and I just don't... Unless well, I have a PC upgrade uh, at the time. Here's what I should point out. One, I don't think Stadia will exist when this game releases. Uh, two, um, <laughs> yeah. I think Stadia will be gone next week. Uh, two, yeah. uh, it launches in early access later this year. At that point, it will only be on PC. 
uh, Larian is planning console releases once it goes full release in 2021. Oh, okay. So it'll be early this. All right. Well, that's still cool, but it's nice to know that maybe it won't have to cloud up the insanity that is this year for people like me. And oh. I, w- I will muddle uh, through it on console to play with all four of you, but God, those games are built for a PC interface and I will hate yeah, certain things that. about it. I get that. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Baldur's Gate 3, a lot of amazing things about it, and it sounds pretty fucking great. Um, I'm going to save the Final Fantasy 7 demo, obviously, for last, because we all played that. What the fuck is Fusers? You wrote something called Fusers on that? Yes, that is Harmonix's new game. Uh, they had a gigantic booth. Uh, I can't oh. explain how they have any money left. Well, and for people that know Harmonix, they made... Rock Lots of plastic instruments. Lo- Lots of plastic. <laughs> they made the plastic instruments that are currently taking up space in your closet. Mm-hmm. Um, or your landfill. They're destroying it. The you never throw them away. I paid $80 for that special bass controller with the split strum bar. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, the amount of what, times I played my drum set or my guitar at a party and drunken in front of a bunch of women and I thought I was so cool uh, is embarrassing. It really, really is. So... <laughs> Fuser is another one that the booth was mobbed, so I didn't get uh, any hands-on time with it, but I watched a lot of it. Uh, basically, think of it like a, uh, a DJ game, but I, they put out something called Drop Mix a couple years whoa, ago. Whoa. That, what if I play DJ Hero? That thing flamed this out. Is not, this is not that. Um, they put out something called Drop Mix a couple years back that was more of a physical drop cards and it mixes songs on a board thing, less gamified. Yeah. This is very much a game. You're, you're dealing with four like different turntable tracks. And you can pick different songs to mix together to get bonus points and stuff, but it's more gamified and definitely more musically inclined because you do have to put the new tracks in on the correct beat. Otherwise, it's not going to sound right. Like, you need to make everything kind of flow, and you could take the vocal track from one song, the drums from another, the bass or the guitar from another, and kind of mix it all up on the fly. Uh, Like, it it seems like I didn't get hands-on with it, so I can't speak definitively. It seemed pretty cohesive, um, and I just generally like the idea of it. The music list is a little concerning to me not to be a uh, it's, Listen, I heard a lot of Smash Mouth, baby. Oh, man. You, you, you had me at Harmonix. Just to validate your concern. <laughs> man, I... Man, I don't really want to bash people's taste in music. Music is a personal thing, but, man, Smash Mouth. That's I don't know. No, I don't want to bash anybody's taste in music either, but I feel like that's extremely generous calling that taste in music. No, no. The hilarious bit to me was because I knew everybody was doing it ironically. Every time I passed that booth, someone was dropping in the lyric, the lyrics to All Star. Like the oh god, it's All Star. -Star I'm like truly amazing. Like just on the the whistle bit. Yeah, a little more like you know. I still have dark memories of being like in third grade and some kid walking around with a. What was that, Walking on the Sun or whatever it was? Uh, you want to know how you know Smash Mouth was in a great spot? Um, I got that CD, whatever album All-Star was on, for free with a bike that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> was it a bike with, like, pegs? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's still... <laughs> Thanks, Toys R did, Us. <laughs> did the, the bike played the CDs. <laughs> no, I don't know. They just gave, they're like, here, this CD comes with your bike. So we and I was we like, just cool. have these. Who's... <laughs> It's such a weird pairing. <laughs> Isn't it? It's, I swear to God, this happened to me as a child. That's amazing. Well, no, dude, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Like the, the advertisements that they're doing for the Final Fantasy VII remake with Butterfinger and the in Crunch is like, say, that is straight out of the 90s. Two things that have no 
business yep. being marketed together are being marketed know. together. They were giving out so free I totally get it. At the Square Enix booth. Ooh, ooh, free Butterfingers. That's. I don't. I don't know that they really needed to try to convince anybody to get into that booth, but I, I like yeah. the thought. Yeah, no, there was. Um, they were also giving out, which I managed to snag, one of the nicer free things of the weekend. They were giving out Final Fantasy fourteen branded scarves. Oh, that's pretty cool. Man, the swag would be one of my favorite things at a convention. um, I would just swag hunt, I think. It's not like it used to be. But I will say one of the bigger packs things is scarves uh, because it's always, you know, winter in Boston. Uh, They always put out a unique scarf every year, which I always buy. And then a lot of booths just give out scarves for their games, Mm. like Square Enix. Um, I have an Orcs Must Die scarf from years back. That's awesome. My neck is always warm. (laughs) I I would like... If you have like more than ten scarves from packs, more I would just like to see scarves. you wear them all over your body. Just make, I like, I have eight scarves. I have eight well, the, packs branded scarves. Well, then what there you use go. are you rich? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't. We he ask doesn't for know. more than ten scarves, and he gives us eight. That's I'm trying to validate. He hasn't signed the paper yet. He doesn't know what his use okay, is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you not read the scarves clause? You, well, I, you, I know you said you're going to sign it tomorrow, but you're going to need to find two more scarves. At least. That's the minimum. Hmm. He just grabbed his phone. Well, that's he, good. I, I didn't um, silence it. I felt like That's I the addendum on the uh, business agreement. <laughs> um, minimum okay, of 10 so packs So we're going to talk a lot scarves. about Animal Crossing. 10 packs of scarves. We're going to talk a lot about Animal Crossing in the future, Rich, but um, I, I mean, if you're there already, and I know a lot of people love Animal Crossing, what, what other than the booth being amazing, like yes. uh, like fishing with Isabel and, and all that jazz? Um, uh, I, I did demo it, uh, but I will say it is one of the worst ways to demo a game I've ever experienced. Oh. Uh, because they were putting uh, f- like four people on a station at once and uh, forcing you into the co-op thing. And here's the thing about mm. the way the co-op works. One person is elected the leader. Only the leader can really do anything. Um, like yeah. they're they're the only one that can actually pick stuff up. They're the only one that can like enter buildings. Uh the multiplayer stuff is very limited. Is uh, it okay? Hmm. Uh but I did confirm a few things. You can still plant a money tree. You can take some bells, bury them in a hole, plant a money tree. Um, I got a little taste of the crafting system and how that works. That vaulting pole is very cool. Uh, but I mean, beyond that, it, it's Animal Crossing, man. It's kind of a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Well, how, so if, would it would be fair for me to assume that the biggest reason you're going to have multiplayer is so that people can help you craft stuff and collect shit. Cause there's a lot they of They can't craft or collect stuff. They can't, they can't help you cut down trees and pick stuff up and all that? They, they can cut down the trees. They can't pick stuff up. Oh, weird. Okay. I guess you wouldn't really necessarily need them to pick this stuff up, but as long as they can help you. I, I'm trying to find the way it would be most efficient for a, a, a player to help you with all that kind of stuff. So, Interesting. Uh, can you, we, could you fish together? Could I get on someone's map and fish yeah, with them? Yeah, they, they okay. could totally fish, but I think if they Good. catch fish, it gets sent to, like, there's like a box in your museum or, or at the airport or something, uh, which is like the lost items box, so that kind of stuff gets sent there. Like, they can't take stuff they get there with them. Oh, okay. Hmm. So it goes to you. They can help you get yeah. more fish. I think when they're leaving, you can permit them to take stuff. Like, that's how you trade fruit and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I guess we'll work the detail. It's I guess they don't just demo. loot the yeah. place while you're not yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. It's made so they don't destroy your island. Like, I get it, but it seems overbearing at times. Yeah. I wonder if there are options to, like, 
choose how turn that stuff on and yeah, off. Yeah, choose how strict that is based off could of could be could be possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that booth was amazing, though. That seemed like that was the most pictures I've seen at PAX were with those Animal Crossing characters. It was the biggest booth. It, it got a lot of attention. Yeah. Nintendo wasn't afraid of no coronavirus. No, they uh, were there to spread it. They're, they're, they're... Isabel was teeming. She was patient zero. She mm. was patient zero. Um, what is a knuckle sandwich? Okay, so full disclaimer when I talk about knuckle sandwich, uh, I backed this game on Kickstarter a long time ago. Um, it's a game I've been very excited to see and finally got to play a little bit of. Um, it's a very Earthbound inspired game. Uh, kind of strikes a little bit of a Game Boy Advance vibe. It is an RPG that follows a young 20 something uh, living life in the city and kind of getting caught up in bigger stories. But it's more than just that Earthbound inspiration. And I think I really got to test that here, which I liked. Uh, there's the turn-based combat, obviously, but it's also very, like, GBA-era WarioWare-inspired. Hmm. There's hundreds of little micro-games that you have to do in combat, sometimes outside of combat. Um, and it's just quirky. It's got a, a WarioWare-style sense of humor and look. Um, it, it's one worth keeping an eye on, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at some stuff for Knuckle Sandwich right now. And that's exactly, it's described as a GBA-style RPG that combines fast-paced minigames with turn-based combat. Fuck. You, uh-huh. like, you like, flock to turn-based so, combat like a moth to the flame. Well, it's good. If, it's, I, if I it had, ain't broke, don't fix it. Shows, shows you exactly how on top of things were. I knew the name of this whenever you were describing it. I forgot I'd backed it. Oh, so Josh I forgot I'd it. backed it. I backed this one as well, so, yes. So we get... I keep... Uh, very close tabs on things I backed because when I worked at Destructoid, mm-hmm. um, as a journalist, you ha- like in our bios on the website, we had to write games we backed on things like Kickstarter. So yeah. we don't yeah. write about a game and then somebody's like, this guy's on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, I mean, no, like, that's I know which ones I've got do. <laughs> written down, but like, I don't think they've had an update in a while. Like, some of the games are like on top of sending out updates. The game constantly. is expected to launch this year. Yeah. Um, well, but they, I mean, like I t- through through the Kickstarter. Yeah. No. No. I, I think they've been thing. yeah been vocal on other platforms, but maybe not so much on the Kickstarter. Yeah. Like some of them. Yeah. Exactly. It just depends how they want to run it. Like, uh, Bloodstained. They were doing yeah. updates constantly. Like I kept I think getting that's emails about that. People were very worried about that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. How worried are you? Getting, uh, worried about it is a big, a big deal. You saw Magic Legends, which is is interesting. As uh, we have some, you know, ex Magic fans here, or current yeah. Magic fans. Th- this one took me by surprise, but I really kind of like what they're doing with it. I also got two beanies from their booth. Oh, nice. Um, for Magic Legends, heads. yeah, for both my heads. They're different <laughs> yeah, colors. One's one's fire and one's water. Um, it is a Diablo style game. Uh, but the way attacking works in this top-down game is you're basically building your character like you build a magic deck. Um, so whenever you use an attack, basically you have four registered to the face buttons. You're then drawing a card that fills the next slot. So, you know, you're summoning minions, you're using spells. Um, it's a really interesting idea, and I think it works pretty well in practice. Yeah, I want, cause yeah, it's Diablo, but in magic like lore, basically, right? Yeah, and then again, like the fact that you're you're a character, but your attacks are based off basically a magic deck you've built. 
That's oh, that's really cool. So actually, so, magic cards, actual cards. Yeah, like you're you're building a deck, and again, like you have four face buttons connotating attacks, but you use one, and then it's like you're drawing another card to fill that slot. Weird. Okay, it's hard to even. Yeah, that's strange. It it um, makes sense once you're looking at it and you realize what it's doing, but I think it's kind of hard to explain in practice. But it it definitely works. Does it have loot, or do the enemies drop cards? A card packs go flying from their corpses. I saw none of that happening in uh, the demo I played, but I have to assume that's the case. Oh, okay. Um, and this is from Perfect World, uh, is the studio. You know, one of the first, the reason I was sold on Diablo 3 when I was younger, I'd never played a Diablo game. I know that sounds weird, and I was building a PC, and... Uh, you didn't play the wonderful PlayStation 1 port of Diablo? I, I sadly did not. Um, <laughs> but I was following one of my, well, somebody I used to follow back in the day that I really enjoyed his name, Anthony uh, Gallegos. Um, he used to work for... IGN and then he did like Rebel FM and some other stuff like that and he wrote a review for Diablo 3 and like in the opening lines he was like every time you, you kill an enemy and they explode it's like watch opening up a pack of trading cards as loot just flies everywhere and I was like yep I'm gonna like that game I'm gonna like that mm -hmm. shit so the idea that you could kill an enemy and actual cards come out would <laughs> be like yeah, full circle they've gamified know? this into actual cards so yeah I think that's an apt comparison because yeah. it does scratch that same itch that's interesting Interesting. I just hope that the quality's there, I guess. It's made by Arc Games, looks like. No, Cryptic Studios. Sorry. Cryptic, okay, yes. Yeah, Arc Perfect World's the publisher. <sighs> I'm super familiar with them. All right, uh, last one I see here on your list, and then... Actually, no, we're going to do the Final Fantasy VII talk in just a second, but we got to find out about this. So if you go to our um, Patreon page and you're one of our VIPs, patreon.com slash swordchomp, if you get into our $5 tier, you get top secret videos, uh, sort of like Let's Play, quick look kind of things that I'm making. You get access to a top secret Instagram page where you can see a tattoo that the Richmeister got. Um, it's very <laughs> so <laughs> we got that up on the VIP page. Um, yes. What happened, Rich? You went to the Monster Hunter party. I have party. no memory of those events. <laughs> uh, I arrived at Capcom's Monster Hunter party at around 6 p.m. Uh, watched a couple friends who were in the tournament uh, participate. They were kicked out pretty early. They entered the tournament so we can get into the party. Um, and we were told, we were given wristbands and told, party's going to really start at 8. You guys want to hang out? Hang out. You want to get out of here? Come back. Go ahead. So we got out of there, went to get dinner, came back. To discover that it was an open bar. And I don't remember anything else. Oh, man. Open bar. Jesus. Uh, that stuff has not happened at PAX in years. That yeah, is that, that is a, a ghost of PAX past. That lower back tattoo, man. That was something else. I, I, the amount of texts that were like, I'm drunk. I'm so drunk, guys. Drunk yeah, as fuck right now. <laughs> I was so pretty drunk. I don't really drink like that anymore. It's funny, we were, we were streaming while this this was all happening, too. I was like, oh, Rich, uh, mm -hmm. I would say, Rich sent us something else, or um, Morgan would be like, oh, we got another video. But my favorite was uh, when you, I don't even know who it was, I assume one of your friends or some guy, but you were like, uh, subscribe. So uh, you, you were telling oh, people to was... subscribe, you're like, subscribe, I need to survive. I need to survive. Subscribe. That was, my, I was my confused. Tommy, what the I fuck believe. is going was on? It, you're telling us to hire. You're telling us to hire him, <laughs> and then you're telling everyone to sus subscribe. Yeah, that's pretty hammered. It was confusing. I was like, "What am I subscribing to?" No one knows. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you go to our, our, if you sign up for that, we have a lot of videos. You met, uh, you met one of our good uh, patrons and friends, uh, Jason. 
at the show. Yes, it is cool. That's actually the first time we have met a patron or listener, friend, fan in real life, weirdly enough, I think. That's not um, true. That's not true. Uh, Fish actually went hung out with uh, Cosmic. Oh, while he was that's still here. right. That's right. Well, seems like a memory of times past. Um, who's Fish? All right. So we have a lot of cool videos and pictures. That's just a joke. Come on. Don't shake your head at me. You know, break. Um, not cool, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love Fish. Um, yeah, we got a that's lot right. of cool Mumble video. your way out of this one, you Mumble. asshole. <laughs> I'll talk about uh, we got a lot of cool uh, behind the scenes pictures videos really it's a good compliment to what we do if you get our $5 tier and you get access to our discord as well and the discord is a great place for chompers to you know chat with us and each other and uh, I actually get a lot of the videos if people don't want to go to patreon to watch them I just send them right into the uh, secret Instagram page. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. If you dig what we do, patreon.com slash swordchomp. Um, that's crazy, though. Good show, Rich, as he bolts off to probably grab an alcoholic beverage. Um, it gives us a nice... He literally name. said he had to use the bathroom. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, what You're okay. You were reading. Chat? You were reading. It's okay. Other way around. Yeah, I was reading. Yeah. Thank you, Shay. Um, yes, I was indeed reading stuff. Um, all right, so the last thing that Rich saw was the Final Fantasy VII demo. Now, he saw an extended version, and this demo has qua- uh, quazed, caused quite, combining quite and caused, uh, a stir in the game world lately. Almost, I mean, oh my god, this thing is insane. Obviously, you guys are all very high on Final Fantasy VII. Um incredibly impactful. We already talked about this a little bit. So yeah, it, this remake has been in development forever and we I can't believe they released this demo. I think it's really cool that they did that. I love when demos drop to give you a little taste of... Um, for me, I'm actually excited about it because I could try the classic mode and, and the regular combat and see like which uh, combat style I wanted to play when the actual game drops in April. So actually, actually had some uh, logistical uh, purposes there for me. But um, wow, Smart it's here. Man. I can't believe it. Right? It's weird holding playing that game finally. It's strange. It's like, damn, it's here. It's in my hands. It felt really weird. Like I played it first thing this morning when I pretty much when I woke up. And <clears throat> first off, I want to say that I love the fact that they're kind of playing into the nostalgia factor with both the way they're advertising, like we mentioned with those candy um, candy bars, and also the fact that they dropped a demo was exactly the way they dropped demos in the 90s. I'm pretty sure... Um, <clears throat> don't quote me it, on this, it but came I'm with pretty a pizza sure that that was... With the pizza! <laughs> uh, that it is almost identical to the demo that dropped for the original game, obviously, except they've remade it. Um, but like the, the length, the duration, the amount that you play, I'm pretty sure is the same amount that the Final Fantasy seven original PS one demo had. So I really, I want to give credit where credit is due there for sure. Cause that's awesome. But yeah, it feel, it feel, feels really weird. Like when I was playing it, I was like, am I actually playing this right now? Like, has this actually (laughs) been released? It feels weird because like, I remember when it was announced in 2016 when I was still working at GameStop and um you know I was like oh at first I was like oh this for sure is happening this is going to be so cool and you know 
four years have gone by. And I was like, granted, four years isn't a long time in terms of gaming, uh, if, especially if we look at this company, but it just feels weird. I, you know, it's it's slowly over the years become a, is this actually going to get released kind of thing? How is it going to end up turning out because of the the way Final Fantasy 15 was made and everything? So it definitely felt really eerie playing it. But God, was it fun. Neat. Neat. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, um, what, what, I guess the first thing that really stood out to me was, uh, <clears throat> more than anything was the music, like how they've reworked the music, because obviously it doesn't sound quite as not necessarily dated, because I think that the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack is timeless, but it also, like, it very much has a lot of thematic elements from 90s soundtracks, from PlayStation slash SNES soundtracks. Um, it has a lot of those thematic elements, but they've really retooled and reworked a lot of the music to make it more, quote-unquote, modern. And it that's absolutely the first thing that stood out to me because that's always been the most memorable part about Final Fantasy any of the Final Fantasy games for me is always the soundtrack that is the number one thing I love about those games and you guys know like having gone to see the uh performance of the Final Fantasy 7 soundtrack like bits and pieces of it here in Japan a year and a half ago with uh as Morgan would pronounce it Nobuo Uematsu um I, um, Nobuo Uematsu. I feel like going I feel to see like it, even that is probably an extra generous. syllable than he managed, but sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought I said Nobuo. I thought I said Nobuo. <laughs> uh, I was trying to help you out and give you that. some credit. Okay. But you know what? If you want to dig yourself further in the hole, you'd be my guest. But, you know, having watched that and then said. listening to how they've retooled and reworked the music, it was interesting. It was kind of like a, the best way I could describe it is like seeing that live orchestral performance, which was phenomenal. That brought me to tears, actually, multiple times watching that performance. And then listening to what little music they had in the demo, it felt like this natural transition into the modern element. So it's interesting because I kind of got this perspective about that element that you guys unfortunately didn't get to have with me. And it's kind of helped me transition into being ready. Like, okay, this is going to be a remake. A lot of things are going to be retooled. And so I've kind of been prepared for that in one aspect of the game. Well, I would say, in a way, Shay, I whenever I played the Final Fantasy XII remake, one of the things I thought was really cool is that they, when they did their remake of the remaster, however you, the Zodiac Age, they did orchestral remaster. versions of that remaster. They did their orchestral versions of the original soundtrack, and uh, and so that was kind of like, oh, wow, these are, like, beautiful, and I, I love hearing this version. Not that the original music is not still incredible, but having that orchestral version just, like, takes it into a nice... It makes it feel modern and full and and different because you know the like you said the mu original music in those Final Fantasy games is timeless, but you don't want to just bring that over because if everything else is new and the music is the same, it's awkward. It's gonna so, feel strange. It, it would yeah, be really sure. awkward. I did miss yeah. the bombing mission music, um, but I don't think I, that would have fit very well with the pace of this demo. No, they were going for a lot more gritty, 
obviously in this demo uh and i think that's probably going to be the feel of the game throughout the entire first act of playing through the through midgar and shinra through all of those story um beats so the whole game. All, yeah that yeah yeah maybe even through the whole game i don't know you look at final fantasy 7 there's a lot of silliness silliness in it uh, the way barrett talks and the things he says um and they they still retain those elements here but i think that the music kind of fit the bombastic nature and the silliness of what they were going for during the ps1 era whereas now obviously they because of the realism of the visuals i think they're taking a more realistic approach to a lot of other elements not all obviously dialogue is still very very much as ridiculous as yeah. it was in the original as it should be but a lot of the other elements are approaching it with a higher sense of realism so the music definitely needs to fit that yeah I, well josh you were pretty quiet this week while the opinions were flying around on this thing uh what how are you feeling about this this remake so you played the demo right no the game comes out in like three hours why am i gonna play the demo Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I don't know, because we're going to talk about it on the podcast, maybe? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know, Josh. Maybe the podcast? Okay, so you're waiting. You don't want to... Ain't nobody got uh... time for that shit. Okay, so Josh did not... <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> I made an appointment for it. Um... He may, yeah, Rich traveled to another state to see it, all right? So. Uh, you guys should be aware, for the record, uh, the demo I played was much shorter. Shorter? It was just the Scorpion tank boss fight. What? Mm. You got um, ripped off. What the no, fuck? I, I had a great day. Um, <laughs> uh, also, it was, clearly a very, it was clearly a different build uh, than this demo. Uh, everybody had different... Uh, Cloud and Barrett had different attacks. Hmm. Uh, there were some ideas that weren't even like, I don't know that they weren't present in the build, but they weren't shown, uh, like the, how, how cloud and Barrett both had like sort of different attack modes that they could swap between. That wasn't in the version I played. Um, so when I got home from Boston, I got to play the demo. I waited in line for a bit longer. That is fucking wild. That's hilarious. Hmm. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I will say this. The first time I played the demo, I was making a video, which you can see if you're one of our... Uh, Get some $5 comments, man. Oh. $5 patrons, yes. Uh, what? Did I have some comments? Listen, man, I don't like your opinions on Cloud's sweater. That's a soldier <laughs> first-class uniform, sir. That, that can't what, be... What did you imagine him wearing this whole time? Like, that... How was the sweater news to you in 2020? Well, he just looked like a purple blob. I don't remember specifically what he... Is that the same outfit he had in Avon yes. Children? I thought in Avon no, Children was like he a wears black a, thing. It was like a black a... sweater, but Avon Children sucks, so why are we even talking about it? Yeah, no, uh, they've, they've had... Okay, at the time... They've had people hey, like turtlenecks hey, hey, for... Hey. Uh, like every release since Christ, Advent Children. Crisis Core is the only expanded U Final Fantasy VII thing that is worth anyone's time. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. I re- Like, for what it was, I enjoyed... Um, Advent Children. I'm not going to say it was a great movie. I'm not even going to say it was a is, good movie, is, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that it was being made at the time and the experience and all, but I don't care for it in hindsight. Well, visually, it was incredible at the time. Like, it was just... Yeah, that's know, not where, really where's this I'm bit going? talking about. This bit? <laughs> can, we all, can we all at least agree that Dirge of Cerberus is bad? 
It's yeah, terrible, that's, that's but I love it. Low-hanging fruit. That's low It's absolutely hanging. terrible, but I love it. <laughs> Let's focus on Vincent. What a decision. <laughs> yeah. Weird. No, no. Dirge of Cerberus is like... People love it. The closest we ever got to a uh, Pokemon Snap, you know, sequel. <laughs> so... I, I I'm turned just into pissed. a werewolf and I took down a helicopter. Exactly. I'm just pissed that Square Enix ignored all my letters to have a Kate Sith gambling sim. I'd play that. Put it on my phone. Did uh did I tell you guys this uh, this in the WhatsApp that there is a um a mobile fo- like a flip phone game about the Turks that only came out in Japan and yeah. it's actually very good. Okay, back up a little bit that. here. To my point, I was thinking about this because you know. Even though Cloud was a, like a purple blob, I used to, when you were a kid, you'd look at the game manual, right? And you'd be like, okay, what are these people supposed to actually look like? And if you look at the Final Fantasy VII like, game manual picture of Cloud, it's just it's just not super distinctive. What he's, He has like sort of like a two almost like reddish kind of dark purplish pieces on the side. And then his actual outfit almost looks... It almost looks borderline blue in the manual, which is weird because I always thought it was kind of purplish. Yeah, his his attire constantly changed colors. I actually, my father, he was stationed in Korea when I was four and five years old, and when he came back, he had brought a um a Final Fantasy VII shirt from there, and uh, it was of Cloud, and it had like all of his characteristics on the back like his age his height his weight his blood type all this stuff so i used to have that way back in the day it's gone now i don't i don't know what happened on the shirt but yeah even his the color of his uh attire was a different color than it was on the game versus the manual so i don't ever i don't ever think it's been conclusive what he's wearing but that's such a weird thing to focus on yeah. Well, what, what the reason I focused on is because I, I think it's cool to like get a lot of the detail now and be like, oh, like, because, you know, they're designing, like, if you really look at the detail of the characters, like, I, I find that stuff really interesting uh, because they, it, it kind of looked like he had like a chopped up sort of like turtleneck. He had like sort of a metal pauldron on, uh, on well, yeah, the, the shoulder. The pauldron, I think everybody, like, that was kind yeah, of a distinctive yeah. part always. And but, I, I guess I just he, had an idea of that sort of stuff. From think again, think back, thinking back to Crisis Core and like Zach's outfit and stuff. It was the soldier first class uniform. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's cool yeah. to see. It looks like it looks like a long legged romper is what it looks like to me. Oh, I hope romper romper is coming to fashion for sexy men in the near future. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Barrett looks exactly as expected. You know, Barrett looks like uh, I guess I thought Barrett would look so. He looks That's... like I dr- like he does in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, he uh, owned about uh, the yeah. earth. Again, Square Enix, please answer my emails. How does Barrett load his gun? Does he eat bullets? I need to know. Yeah. Mm. It's true. The voice acting was interesting. I mean, what did you guys think about it? Uh, Nothing bad. Barrett's as bombastic as I expected. Um, I This is more of a uh, character direction, but I expected Cloud to brush his hand through his hair and say whatever more. Yeah. Mm. Is is interesting. Like every character, I really enjoyed their voice acting. Clouds is not what I expected, and maybe that's because of the carryover from Advent Children, where he had kind of like a darker, grittier, whatever kind of voice. But in this yeah, one, no, he was almost he was too peppy. sad one in an emo band before. He was. He was. Now he's like well, almost. He's got so many peppy. missing memories, man. Yeah. Yeah, I liked yeah. I liked it. I thought it fit. I uh, Barrett's 
fit what I remembered Barrett being, but I remember immediately thinking, yeah, I don't like this character at all right now. But I thought everyone else was great. Jesse was great. Horny Jesse is my new favorite internet thing. Um, she's not, it's not even horny. She's being flirtatious. Horny implies she's well, trying she to always fucking... was. Yeah. Come on. She was always flirty with Cloud in the first act of that game. Yeah. She was. So she was yeah. only alive horny for 20 like... minutes in the first game. Yeah. Horny would be like her doing the anime thing where she pinches her arms together to show her cleavage. Like, she's just saying, like, <laughs> you have beautiful blue eyes. Come on. I still still wish, because of the focus uh, of where this game is going to take place, I think Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse should have been made party members officially in this version of the game. Hmm. I would have liked that. That would have been cool. That would have been so cool. I was. That's literally what I was hoping for, Rich, and it didn't happen. I was like... Even if they're not party members, if they're like helping out in the background, that'd be cool. But they, oh, didn't I, even I do think that. we are going to get that. Yeah. If you've it's noticed been, in one of the it's trailers, it's been so long since Biggs and Wedge have been party members. True enough. Uh, if you noticed in one of the trailers, they show a sequence where Cloud is driving a motorcycle through a subway tunnel, and Jesse is riding on the back of the motorcycle. Obviously, that didn't happen in the original game. So I think we're gonna. I think it's obvious we're gonna be spending a lot more time with Avalanche. That's actually Marlene's dream. Um, they have revealed that that is Marlene's dream of Cloud and Jesse doing that. I'm just kidding. I'm making shit up. I was like, what? Why would she have that dream? Isn't she too busy, like serving drinks in a bar, despite the fact that she's seven? Uh, right. I, Child labor. God damn it. I did end up with a more positive impression. I played the demo again last night after pounding some more doom uh, before doom eternal. And, uh, which I'm still pretty much obsessed with right now, but it's, I, I do think it is pretty much perfect for what it is. I I don't have the fondness. I was trying to explain this. I ended up taking down my post because I want to form my thoughts better. I don't have the fondness for Final Fantasy VII that a lot of people do, but I do think it's an amazing game. Um, I feel a little bit left out because Seven has constantly gotten all the accolades and all the love because it was so influential. And, you know, there's for me personally, there's three or four Final Fantasies I would probably you know, put before it, but I still think it's a great game. And so I just feel a little bit left out of the obsessive fandom. Like I need to see the ins and outs of, you know, let's take this 10 minute mission and make it an hour now and all that stuff. And, but going back and playing the demo, I mean, I, it's really hard to complain about much. My, my only criticism, like it's, it's, I think it's going to be incredible. I think it's going to be what Final Fantasy seven fans really want. And hell, I might sing a different tune when all is said and done because it it does seem incredibly well made. I played both classic and the the new battle system, and for me, the weird thing was classic still required me to like dodge and block and a lot of stuff I didn't thought I was going to have to do. So, I, and the difficulty felt a little more natural. So, I actually liked playing on the classic difficulty for what it's worth. I, I tried that as well on a second run, and uh, what I'll say is I definitely see the merit of it. But I think it takes away enough agency from you that I just kind of don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, the the one thing they said about it is that because I was trying to decide what I was going to play it as this morning since I was going to get my one playthrough before this podcast. And it said classic is comparable to easy difficulty in the demo. So yeah. maybe that that'll be something that they kind of toy around with and retool before it releases. But yeah. Classic, if it's going to be equivalent to easy mode, then that's kind of like basically doing it with training wheels at that point. But yeah, I can I can understand that 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 criticism of it. 
Well, when I played the original demo through, like it was, it was fine. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot tougher, but um, it was. It's hard to say. It's just a demo. You can't judge a whole game's gameplay based off a demo. So how that's going to evolve over the course of a a longer experience is still unknown. But my ma- my only major criticism, and I think this is interesting to you guys' opinion on, is they are going to take liberties with the story that is going to ruffle some feathers. For example, this is crazy, Josh. At the end of that whole scene where you plant the... Hey, Morgan, before we go into the story, can we can we delve a little bit more into what we were just talking about? Because I think I feel like that's where a lot of the criticism is coming from right now, and I feel like we need to devote a little bit more time to it, if that's okay. What, what do you mean the criticism coming to, like from like the general... Well, go ahead and tell me what you're... I, didn't, I haven't heard I, that really, so tell me. Well, yeah, there, there's just been a lot of criticism where I've read online where people are not enjoying the new combat system. A lot of people are complaining about it because they they were saying it feels like it it's become a hack and slash game, like a Dynasty Warriors game almost, or really? it's it's become just mindless at this point. Where that's where a lot of criticism I've been reading lately, at least on the Twitter sphere. As, I don't really think that's even a fair criticism to say it's mindless because I think that game requires your attention in ways I didn't expect at all. Same. Like if, if you sleep on that scorpion tank fight, like it will oh, fuck yeah, you up. Dead. Yeah, it it like again, and there are shields to think about. There's that section where you have to hit it from behind. You need to switch to Barrett to mm. kind of block certain attacks like it. It requires your attention. Like I don't calling it a hack and slash seems like cheapening it you know what's dumb about that the first entire section of Final Fantasy 7 was mindless you would tap x you were not going to lose yeah, any you of that entire get, uh, materia until like what 25 hours into that game yeah it, maybe you didn't... Didn't... yeah you... right I mean, you had to go buy it you had to go buy it after just so yuffie could take it on tifa in your party I like the idea that the original maybe wasn't like nothing against those games but a lot of those original PlayStation Final Fantasy games started off very slow um, as far as progression goes, and like it's just funny to me that that would be a, a complaint because I just remember tapping X, attack, 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 maybe a spell here or there. Like there's not a lot to on it. The, on the aesthetic side, I will say I really like being able to see the materia in everybody's weapon. That is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That real that really plays a big effect in the fights. You know, like it was just interesting to read that criticism because um, it's a surprising yeah, one for I me the, for sure. I felt the same exact way as you did, Rich. I was like. At first, I was not, like, as warm to the new combat style. I was like, okay, um, I understand it's very, it's not identical, obviously, but it's fairly similar to Final Fantasy XV. Okay, I'm getting the hang of this. And then it's like, okay, well, you have your normal attack, you have the alternate attack mode for each character. On top of that, you can use your, like, your... I can't remember the name of them now, but basically the they're like the urgency moves that do a little bit more attack. You have to wind up the limit breaks a few seconds. No, they're not limit breaks. Oh, they're the, the thing when you hold between. down the button. I know what you're. Yeah. 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 yeah I can't rem- They're not limit breaks, but they are. Well, a lot of the attacks that were limit breaks uh, were turned into those like technical attacks like Braver is one now. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, people blow yeah, exactly. this shit out of proportion because it's not that different than Final Fantasy 15. It's like you have an active combat system and you can I'd even say I like it. it better than that. I like it a little bit wow. better than Final Fantasy 15's combat. It, it's fairly similar. You you hack at things and you can freeze time to basically pause time to issue a command that, and you can hold the buttons to have them continuously attack. It's oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying they're not I'm not saying they're not similar. 
I'm just saying I like and not even to say like it's more refined like the way it's refined I like a little bit more than I like FF15's well, combat. Yeah, it's probably probably taken that idea and maybe a little more polished because that was about 4 years ago or whatever. It feels a little yeah, again a little more polished and I think a little more precise. Like I felt a little bit more aware of what I was doing. My moves felt a little bit more calculated. Hmm. Interesting. It's interesting. It's it's interesting that like maybe in this specific instance, and maybe we'll see it in other scenarios as well, that Final Fantasy XV, a lot of things that happened there, uh, ended up leading to being a precursor, maybe incidentally or purposefully, to this remake, um, especially with the combat. Because, yeah, there are some similarities there. And like Rich said, there are a, a lot of things going on in the combat system. So it's just... Is something I wanted to just bring a little bit more attention to because I, I did see a lot of criticism of it and I didn't, I, I, I kind of like tuned it out. I was like, I will address this if and when I actually play the demo and then playing the demo, I was like, I don't understand this criticism because there were times where I was like, like, especially during the Scorpion boss fight, um, I'm fighting with Cloud and I should be switching with Barrett you know, back and forth, and I should be doing a more simultaneous approach where I switch to Barrett, use his strong attack, switch right back to Cloud, maybe heal him up, slash for a few seconds at the shield behind him, switch back to Barrett, and, like, there's a lot more going on in that combat, and I felt... It's very tactical. I felt that those criticisms were just kind of asinine and just people being angry that it isn't the same thing that I got 20-plus years ago, so... I, I felt like it needed to be addressed a little bit more by us. I didn't mean to interrupt what you were leading towards, Morgan, and I apologize for that. But I know that this was a really, really big uh, discussion point on this demo. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I agree. I don't really, yeah. I just don't see, if you just mash buttons, you're going to die. I just don't see how that's how that's possible. Um, yeah, 100%. I was mashing buttons when I made the first video for our Instagram page because I was just busy. I was busy making a video instead of really leaning into every aspect of the game and you guys know how that goes and uh yeah i got i was just hacking away at that boss not paying attention and i got destroyed so i don't get that um but my my major only concern criticism is hard to say but i'll just say the demo it's weird josh like and you guys know shay and uh rich you guys know the story probably better than i do but it yeah. was weird because they're taking liberties now with the story that i'm curious to see how people I feel about I think I know the main one you're talking about, and I think it's a smarter liberty. Like um, at, with the so at the end of the demo, you you the bomb goes off that you set and all that stuff, right? And then they show, I don't know, some old guy in a chair. Uh, that's the president of the Shinra Corporation. The president of Shinra, yeah. Uh, I mean Donald uh, Trump. Yeah, he's just I president guess he's Shinra and Heidegger. I just like to imagine him just sitting behind a chair for 24 hours a day, um, brooding uh, like all villains do. Anyways, and then he blows up the reactor too like they're they tried to blow up the reactor and then well, they show him just turning the, all the the change and they've talked about this a little bit uh before this demo was put out was that they're making it um so the shinner corporation is trying to sort of make your attacks a little bit more bombastic uh as to make avalanche an enemy of the people and in the longer uh press demo uh jason trier wrote about this a few other people did they actually show you the section of the game, which is when you walk out of that reactor and the fallout of it. 
And it seemed they tried to be less somber with it in this version and a little bit more showing you like how this affects the people in the city, like the sort of post-terrorist attack panic that's going on to sort of paint that idea of like them fear mongering to, again, make Avalanche an enemy of the people, but also sort of give you the idea of the impact that taking action like Avalanche has taken would have on a city. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Um I know that some people are not going to like it because when they play video games, they look to escape from real life. But those kind of um, plot lines, those story beats in a game definitely have <laughs> the, uh, the ability to be directly compared to real life situations. And I don't want to go too much into it. Obviously, I don't want to get on my soapbox. I don't want to subject you guys to this. Um, both the listeners and my co-hosts. But like, for example, we could look at the Hong Kong uh, riots that have been going on since last year. And we could like make that kind of social comparison and cultural comparison there. And I think that's huge. I think that's really important. I think it's important. Yeah, I agree. I I think it'll be important for both context in the game and context into relating it to real life situations. Yeah, I guess I agree with all of that. Um, for sure. I guess I'm just curious to see what the liberties they take are because Square does not have a great record with us. Even in Final Fantasy 15, which a game I, I actually really enjoyed being a fi- fantastic mess that it was, the story was not the best part of that thing, you know, and like I, the way they told it. Um, so the I'm part curi- that you're talking about where Pre- President Shinra blew blew that thing up i kind of i kind of laughed at that because it was like he took out like a 90s clicker and he pressed one button and then all the machines just magically knew to blow blow everything up i was like that one button <laughs> controls why do you, all why of do you that? have that yeah and it's just the one clicker button for all of that how many clickers like, does oh, he man, have under i was trying to desk? open my garage door <laughs> right that was supposed to raise I the laughed thing at that part well I, I guess I'm worried that they're going to take some... I don't have as fondness for the story as you guys do, but I wonder if some of the more hardcore fans, they're going to take some weird liberties with the story. Also, People are going to go, huh, you know? Of course they are. Here's, here's, of the course. Thing here's the thing I'll say. Is it that much of a liberty to say that Shinra the Corporation would do that when a few hours later in the original game, they literally drop one of Midgar's plates? Yeah, yeah no, they kill thousands of people like in order to try to make it seem that the terrorists are horrible. It's just they start at it earlier in this one. Yeah, no, I I agree. All I'm saying is that was the only example we had in the demo. Although they did have Cloud jumping miraculously high, I guess. Well, he's anime, sir. (laughs) There's this funny part at the end where he just jumps 30 feet, and she's like, that was cool. And I was like, all right, Cloud jumps really high. Don't you remember that deleted scene where uh, the Shinra soldiers are talking to the president on the radio? They're like, well, stop him, idiots. He goes, it's no use, sir. He's anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love that, that, like that kind of stuff you're gonna see, and you just kind of have to have fun with it, I guess. You know, like if you cradle this thing, like it's so precious to you. Like I, I would, I think it would help something like Final Fantasy VIII because there's so many holes in that story that drove us crazy. I'd love to see them try and expand all that shit to, you know, make it make well, more sense. But like, the, why does Zell have a Mike Tyson tattoo? The, Show the me a two scene things where I he will goes say, into a tattoo parlor with a picture of Mike Tyson and says this. <laughs> <laughs> the two things I will say, or the three things I guess I'll say that I came out of this demo with, um, is that I am excited for the rest of the game, um, or at least part one, which is what we'll be getting later this year. I am excited for it. I'm excited to see what they do. 
and what they expand upon and what they stay true to, like everything. I'm excited for all of it. Uh, the second thing I will say is that it really made me want to just play the original, which is going to forever be my my go-to if someone's like, well, the, the, this remake didn't do this and this remake didn't do that. And I'm just going to be like, you still have guess what still exists? Guess what has been ported and reported and reported and yeah, reported? Like it, it's on every system. You just it, you can, you can play, play it on, on your, your fucking Switch, phone. On your toilet. Uh-huh. Right, you can play it on your goddamn phone. So that'll be my second thing I want to say. But the third thing I will say, and Morgan, this is why I saved it last specifically for you, is that it made me realize that because um, I've been playing Smash off and on a lot more lately, and I realized that um, Morgan does like. We give him a lot of shit, and especially when he talks about Final Fantasy VIII constantly. And I've I've mentioned this years prior, but like I do agree with him. I do feel like Final Fantasy VII does get way more credit, not than it deserves, but as compared to the other ones. Like you look at the fact that like Air Geese, that game that came off the PS One, had Cloud and Sephiroth. The Chocobo oh, yes, Racing Air game Guy. that I told God you. Bless the ring. That's right. Uh, the Chocobo Racing game that. Um, granted, I believe it had Squall, but Cloud was obviously the bigger catch there. You look at Smash Brothers, and they have Cloud, and I thought, like, if Fire Emblem gets, like, a thousand characters, why doesn't, uh, Smash get Squall, or Titus, you know, or some of the other characters from the Final Fantasy universe? And I think that's a, I think that's a big, like, misstep there, is because obviously Final Fantasy VII is so huge. Um, which I honestly think that kind of points to riches in my earlier argument that it is genre defining and that it is so um, monumental in that way. But also I feel like that as much as I do love Final Fantasy seven, I wish some of the other games truly got the love and adoration that seven has gotten. I do wish that we got more from eight because like there were a lot of plot holes that I wish would have gotten fixed. Um I wish 10 had there there had been more exploration in that world even with 10 2 existing cuz I loved that world so much. I'm sure Josh which wishes maybe not, I don't know, that 6 you know got some kind of subsequent love or 9 had gotten some subsequent love. I just wish the other games had gotten as much love as this because I'm fucking over the moon with this demo and I'm really excited for the the whole game to release. And I just wish people who are bigger fans of the other final fantasy games get to experience what I'm experiencing now. I, I think the best shot of them ever getting that is that this does well. Right. Yeah. But, but what are they going to do? Unless they can make them all simultaneously. Well, this is, they're to be making this for God knows how long. So it just feels like all their bandwidth is on one thing, which I could For be now, wrong. It's just the way it feels. I mean, they also Square Enix is a huge publisher with a lot of studios. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not really just Final and Fantasy I will anymore, say... which is kind of easy to forget. But I mean, like some of your favorite games from the last several years have been Square Enix games. Just you know, not the ones you typically think of as Square Enix games, um, with stuff right. like Near and you know Tomb Raider and stuff yeah, like that. So it's true. It's true. And Ergus, God bless and the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and it's important to kind of remember that, like, when Resident Evil 2 dropped last year, 
back in January or February when it dropped. I I think it was January. January. Well, I remember we were talking about like I wonder if Resident Evil Three is going to get the same treatment that Resident Evil Two is, and a year and a half later. We're getting the Resident Evil 3 remake. Well, uh, important note to have on that. They weren't revealing it at the time, but those games were being developed together and were originally planned as a box set release, but it got a little too ambitious. Ah, you, I didn't know that. You, uh, hmm. you know, Shay, you just, you just kind of hit on something. Good point. I agree with you. Well said. You just hit on something that I was just thinking about. Um the idea that to some degree, like why I feel a little left out of the fandom as someone who played seven and, and did really enjoy it because I don't know it as maybe in and out as some people do. I feel like a lot of the small details of this remake that people are going to be like, wow, like sector seven, our good friend, uh, Leslie was sending me all these pictures of things like the sign sector seven and all this stuff. Obviously that's her, her item shop, but like, there's all these little details. I think that people are going to be jizzing about. And I might just walk up to him like, Oh, that's a cute little thing there. You know, like I feel like a lot of this stuff is designed for, um, you the fanatics just and- learning to read when seven came out. So. <laughs> well, that's a stretch. He um, was 22. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty. Now, forty-seven, right now. forty, forty-nine, whatever. It's, forty-nine, it's, it's, whatever. It's, it's no, he'd be bitter- forty-five. <laughs> forty-nine, the big ones next year. It's not a bitterness <laughs> thing necessarily, because every remake should do this. It should be exactly what this is doing. But I just guess, I guess, I feel like some of the magic might be a little lost on me as someone who just really enjoyed the game, as opposed to someone who like absolutely adores it. And what what does that mean? And that's of course, fair. Sure, you know. Mm-hmm. That is fair. One thing I actually forgot to mention that I did want to mention to you guys very, very briefly about the demo was that walking through that train station was fucking amazing. Having lived in Japan for as long as I have now, really, the inspiration, like, because I've talked about with um, you guys when I came back from Okinawa a year and a half ago and I was talking about like, oh, I see where Final Fantasy X got a lot of its inspiration from visually. It was from Okinawa. And seeing the train station was exactly like walking in a train station in Japan. Like the time board, I was like, that looks like something at my train station. And then it was like, um, the guy shooting at you. <laughs> that was <laughs> exactly. No, but like just a lot of the things in the train station were very, very re- reminiscent almost to the point of being identical to a Japanese train station. So it was like these little details that having lived here as long as I have now noticing that stuff, it was really, really cool to see. And for someone like me, who's going to nerd over some of that stuff, it's, it draws me more into the experience where like you're saying, Morgan, um, as someone who doesn't have as much knowledge on not even necessarily final fantasy, but maybe like Japan, for example, um, you're not going to be nerding out as much over certain things, but like if they do make a remake, then you're obviously going to start to notice some more of those kind of things. You know, there wasn't that level of detail in final fantasy seven on the PS one, whereas now there is. So I, I and you and other people can notice some of those details that kind of got lost in translation when we were younger playing this game. And it's a shame that other games like Final Fantasy VIII um, don't get that treatment. Maybe they will. No. Maybe. Um, Okay, well, yeah, I agree. And uh, look, God bless Jesse. Team Jesse. Team Metal Boobs. Remember that metal thing? It's armor. That armor i'm telling you i'm telling you josh there's a there's a whole meme thing no, going I'm on. St- I'm, 
armor. Yes. That, that was that was what stumped you. <laughs> yeah, I no, at I was, least I, I realized I was Josh was on the same page as me. It's like it's armor. It doesn't. It's. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say stumped per se, but um, yes, you called it that metal thing. <laughs> it is a thing, and it is metal. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, Patreon.com/slash Swordchomp. Look for all the ways you can support us if you dig what we do. Uh, our ten dollar tier actually gets you access to extra hidden podcasts. That's right, extra podcasts. If you just can't get enough of what we're doing, uh, we have a Discord channel that is also incredible. Such an active community. Chomp Nation. Patreon.com/slash Swordchomp. No, Rich, you don't go anywhere. No, you get back here. Um, <laughs> What's uh, the problem? No, I was just, I'm just kidding. I, I um, said the pee. Yeah, go pee. Go run. Run. Run like the wind. So I got a fun way we can do this. Don't I'm not going to rush. It. <laughs> run while you're peeing. Go. Yes. I got a fun way we can do this. Let's not. Um, I'm not going to rush you through your Last of Us Im- uh, impression, Shay. I promise. But what I want to do, because uh, we're a little bit shorted for time this week is we're going to blend it into the polls because one of the polls is last of us related. And then we're going to stop on that okay. and get your, get okay. your rundown. That's okay. I'm used to whenever I play a game getting like two minutes, so it's all good. No, no, this is an exciting one. I mean, after all the controversy we stirred up, I mean, greatly looking forward to it. I'm just kidding. I w- I've just spent most of our time talking about the final fantasy seven demo. I'm totally cool with it. Um, although I was trying to think of a good two minute joke, you know, but nothing, nothing set me up. That's one minute too many when you're with a woman. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning. Uh, I, was, I know. I, was, I, I figured that's right. So, uh, we did a bunch of fun polls this week. Every Tuesday, you can vote on these at Sword Chomp Instagram page, and we will discuss these topics on the show. We already broke down the um, last of us poll at the beginning of the show that was a really fun one that we'll get to in a bit um but man did we have some interesting polls this week and i just went to click on it and somebody sent a skype picture and it fucked me all up all right so the first uh poll that we have to discuss here the monster hunter movie i said there is zero chance the monster hunter movie is good and about 70 percent of our audience agreed um now i didn't want to be an asshole i'm just I think it'd be fun to talk about. Um, Mila Jokovic. Oh, I fucked up the name last time. <laughs> Mila Djokovic? Djokovic? Mia Djokovic. Mia okay. Um, fan favorite. A lot of chompers love, love Mila. She is starring in this, and there's a movie poster of her with the giant Monster Hunter sword. What is that giant Monster Hunter sword called, Rich? That is the... Um... The, the the one with like the teeth on it right i think that's just the long sword yeah i was i wondered i didn't know if it had like a special name swords i, I love monster hunter uh world in particular. monster hunter world is fucking amazing hard for me to imagine that they can turn the concept of just killing monsters in a video game into an interesting movie um but they can't i they can't so you you agree with the listeners you don't think it can be done um i think it's gonna have the same market that those resident evil movies have some people like them, but uh, I, I don't think the people that like it will be people that they're fans of the video game or that it will be because they're fans of the video game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm enjoying watching the scenes of them killing the same animal covered in feathers over and over again and somehow not finding any feathers on the corpse. It's crazy, in, I know. Until, you know, 
just like 35 <laughs> of them in they finally get the feathers they need yeah well, did, we they found sever, it. did they sever the tail you gotta sever um, the tail yes it's important it's i it's what's also interesting about that is it's like mia jovovich is becoming the video game or the movie adapted video game yeah, she is. I feel the same uh, way about Ben Schwartz. Becoming. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the other the seven Resident Evil movies didn't signify that. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Shout out Fifth Element. I think so. Were any of them straight to DVD deals? I do. No, no, every single one of them went to theaters. All of them. Because, you know, what's crazy is like, apparently they do good numbers, but I've never met a person who saw one in a theater. I saw first Resident Evil in theaters. I choose to ignore that. Huh? And I'll tell you, as a kid, (laughs) my opinion is jaded because my opinion is jaded because I was not old enough to see a radar movie in theater. And my parents let me go with like a friend and his parents. It was like a special treat. So like, I was like, Oh, I'm seeing a rated R movie. And I'm only I was like, 19. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean, that's your joke of the show, Rich. This is the second time you've done that. It's a, it's, it's, it's low hanging. He's 19 three years before final fantasy seven. <laughs> yeah, 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 years. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I, I hope that it's good because you could do something good, but I just have no faith that, you know, I'll be able to do it. Why would I? Um, if you've just... seen Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, if if it's anything, hey, look, we don't have time to talk about Sonic today, but my daughter <laughs> no, we loves Sonic. We gotta go fast. I wasn't Sonic talking. Was it, was, it was a good movie. Sonic was up. I'm gonna quote you on that. All, All right. right. Um... <laughs> no one's saying anything good about that, are they? Did I did I miss? No, you, you missed no. it, Josh. It's fine. Okay, good. Josh, you just woke. You just. I know you've been gone for a while, but yeah, the whole world loves Sonic. It's weird. It's weird now. Um, loves is a strong word. <laughs> biggest gaming movie opening ever. Um, so me last week, me and Shay were wearing some flannel, and so I asked the. No, it wasn't Shay. It was Shay and uh, our guest Samuel Adams, and we got into a big joke about how great flannel is. Rich, like you can just you can never go wrong with flannel. Um, date. Uh, a, a somewhat occasionally of the dress too nice, but you want to look good, casual. Uh, my wife throws on flannel and it makes it just looks hot as fuck. So it's, you can never go wrong with flannel. It's very right? warm. You're like a Unless brawny a fetish. <laughs> I I kind of. Do you guys ever get turned on when your significant other wears your clothes? I have a weird thing with that, like band shirts or flannel. Like if my wife puts on a band shirt, it's like kind of hot in a weird way. Or like a, but only if it's corn. Or if, like, <laughs> oh, tones only. Come on, man. Um, yeah, doesn't like do anything flannel, for me. She opens up the flannel shirt and it's only just barely, you know, over the breast. But eighty uh, percent of our audience said you can never go wrong with flannel. Although, as Josh just mentioned, in the summer. Can I say no one will ever get the full sword chomp experience until we have video so everyone can see Josh's face yeah. when Morgan talks? No, it's probably not great for an audio format. But but then again, I feel like if I vocalized all the faces I was making, people would finally understand what a complete unrepentant asshole I am. So, <laughs> Josh, I learned a long time ago, Rich, that 
if I just responded to every face Josh made, it'd be, it's like an audience. It's like if you're doing an open mic night and you're telling some jokes to an audience and they're just giving you blank looks. You just have to push push onward, you know? You got to push on. You also got to know when to quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, I'm not great at that. Um, 80% of our audience, though, said uh, that the flannel you can never go wrong with. And I put a picture of me and Shay up. Hugging. Mm. So only, only twenty percent of our audience is female. Then, okay, good to know. <laughs> so yeah, it's important facts and good yeah. statistics. That's my wife said about the next poll. It was uh, the Office versus Friends. Um, so the top ten Netflix shows were finally released at the end of last year, and those series were ten Ozark, nine Parks and Recreation, eight Supernatural, seven The Orange Is the New Black, six Shameless, five Criminal Minds. Four NCIS, three Grey's Anatomy, two Friends, and number one, of course, The Office. Um, so just for fun, I did. Josh, How are there's more? any of those on that list. A lot of a lot of old folks what just watching NCIS for some noise, huh? Uh, mm. Look, I love a decent Parks and Rec. Show. Um, Parks and Rec's great. Parks and Rec is great. I love Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hear Ozark's great. Never seen it. Um, I was blown away. Supernatural's on there, but my wife got real mad at me because she. Oh, that, that show has a huge following. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, that show been on for what? Mad. Fifteen seasons. Yep, fifteenth and final. Um, but anyways, I look. The Office stomped Friends, but my wife was just like, "That's because your audience is mostly men." Rawr. And I don't know that maybe there's something to that. I mean, yeah. she's a, she's a wise woman, but seventy percent of her argument. Yeah. Yeah, 70% of our, our audience, audience said the is mostly men who have put up with your that's what she said jokes for this long. No, that, that is 100% a self-selecting audience we've got going on there. So, that's true. Every that's what she said it. Fuck, god damn it. I can't even say. Every that's what yeah, she said. Fuck it up some more. Is done in honor of Michael Scott. Not my own doing. Shat's okay? shot. She said. Shat's what she said. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people messaged me with their own favorite sitcom of all time, which got me in some really interesting debates with people. Like, mm. um, people were mentioning uh, Seinfeld, which I was like, oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, Seinfeld's a good pick. Uh, yeah, I decide Seinfeld is huge and influential. I just, man, does it hold up? I tried watching it with my wife, and we're like, people thought this was funny? It's like, I swear, people thought Seinfeld was funny it's, at one point. It still is. Uh, I, I think 30 Rock is probably up there for me. Yeah, New York is Thirty Rock, huh? Yeah, no. Yeah. As far as like best sitcoms, it's probably Frasier and then Thirty Rock, and then yeah, I think that's a good that's a good mm. pick right there. See, I, I would go to the office. I'd say it's always Sunny there. than Thirty Rock. It's always Sunny. Only made also, one episode. Go they just recut it and edit all the other oh, ones together. Oh damn! It's a great bro. episode, you know, you but they only recorded one of them. Josh, you know what's amazing is that one episode is better than everything. Frazier has done put together. Oh, I can't agree with that. No. You guys should follow the Twitter out of context Frazier because it never <laughs> once uses an actual line from Frazier and it is one of my favorite <laughs> Twitters ever. I'm, I'm going to go follow that right. I love. Let me make sure that's the actual Twitter first and I'll read you an excerpt as a taste. I, I will just, okay, while you pull that up, Rich, I will just say this about. Uh, and I do feel bad, Josh, because I know you're not a huge fan of The Office, like like me and Rich and Cher. No, but no, I will I'm say sentient. it's 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 cool to see that that show has 
I think that the biggest thing it hits me is it has uh, aged well, in my opinion. Um, and I was surprised that shows like Frasier were not on the list as well. But uh, yeah, The Office. Just... Yeah. Yes, it yeah, is. I felt, I felt like I was watching it on Hulu or something. Maybe I guess I was just mistaken. I mean, it did make me feel good about my pick, although the the show behind it, Friends, I can't stand, so I can't really do the popularity thing because I just I, I watch Friends of My Wife as a courtesy move, and I think it's fine, but um, it's inoffensive. It's, pro- I, it's aged yeah. not quite as well as some sitcoms, in my opinion. It's fine, for sure. Um, for I, sure. I'll, I'll I'm surprised address. Stranger oh, Things isn't on that list. Yes, me oh, too. Yeah, yes, that's so. a good point too. Unless well, they weren't. It's got to be by like number of watches, and that's not really a show you rewatch. That's not rewatchable, yeah. It's a show that like True. everybody binge talked about I mean, and then left. All the ones that the are shows, on there are shows that people I, are gonna like watch over and over and over again. Shows that you put on while you're doing something but else. Ozark? You're not gonna rewatch o- Ozark over and over again. Maybe you're not, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never seen Ozark. <laughs> Ozark is the that that one with um. Uh, what's his name from Arrested Development? Jason Bateman, and basically he's like in criminal activity. It's it's a one time yeah, watch. The, I know hmm. the gist of it. I've just never seen yeah. it. I, I agree. I agree. But maybe there's a it appeals to a slightly older like a Stranger Things. I know is really big with the the and there's my my daughter watches this weird thing called Sisters Bro, and these kids are like 13 years old, and they're obsessed with Stranger Things. So I think there's an appeal for Stranger Things that's more among like a younger audience. Really, my parents uh, are obsessed with like love Stranger Things. I yeah, like and yes, yeah, that too. Like bro. my dad. Goodness, first you show off that you force that hots us on her, and now you're letting everyone know you let her watch Sisters Bro. You're just uh, mm, just trying to bring the wrath down upon yourself there yeah, i've you? kept fortnite away from her i'm trying my best too mm. right um no i honestly i don't not a big fan of that crap but i'm not going to restrict everything she's watching it's not inappropriate so <laughs> i just thought it was interesting i'm like this 12 year old girl loves stranger things what the fuck and then my mom loves or my dad likes stranger things yeah there's a weird i don't know and we love stranger things although shay you missed it the, a couple <laughs> episodes ago uh, josh said there was only one good season of stranger things and i was like damn shay's not here to 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 defend it. Um what, so. wait, wait one more time. Sorry, my connection went shit. Oh, Josh just said that there was only one good season of Stranger Things and uh the, it got progressively worse in the first third season's season. easily the strongest. Yeah. I I love the third season. I actually, you know, Josh made a joke about not it not being bingeable. I watched it pretty much three times in a row. Because I fucking love the third season. Third season was really good. I uh, honestly Shay, I'm with you. I did not dislike the third season as much as some people did. I'm surprised anyone disliked it. It was way stronger than the second season. What what was your issue with man, this is off the top, but Josh, what was your primary issue with uh Stranger Things season three in like a nutshell? Oh, they kind of threw away all of Hopper's character development up until that point to just make him into an eighties. That cliche. is my one gripe about it. And it was just really hard to watch him all of a sudden have forgotten all the lessons that he had spent so much time learning through the other two seasons. And then I got there, I'm like, who is this guy? And and why is he every sitcom dad in the 80s? And like, and it, the worst of them. Yeah, it was, yeah and it was just bizarre. Like, kind of out of nowhere. I'm like, I feel like, I feel like we hit all this before. And anyway, 
It was just jarring. So, it was so like, Hopper was enough to sink the whole season for you, huh? I mean, that wasn't yep. the only issue. There was, it felt like there was a, anyway, that was kind of the biggest thing though. Like it felt like they were really leaning into the 80s stereotypes and that, that one in particular was just the most egregious. Hey, of let's it. go to the mall. Yeah. Hey, I like that mall. Hey, come on, that's what that's the whole point of the show is to have fun with those. The mall those, the whole those, point of the show. Those eight. Well, <laughs> it kind of was the it was the center of everything technically. No, it was um. You know, I thought that was the whole point of Stranger Things was to have fun with those sort of stereotypes. Yeah, but those. that's why you can only mine it for so long. Yeah, like you can, if there wasn't yes. a mall in season two. It, that again, you really want to hang your hat on this mall. Like it's the strongest plot device ever conceived. No, but it's just like that was the season three like core uh and they're not gonna go yeah, back to a mall in season four yeah, you don't know yeah. that maybe there's a mall in that siberian prison camp <laughs> all right watch that be watch that Let be me... half an episode until it's resolved and they're back at the mall <laughs> they're like oh we're back here again for the last season that's where the tunnel at the mall went yeah no it just opens up back in the mall. russia no that was that was a photo studio Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> the first episode was, is just—it was weird... just a novelty backdrop. That that first episode is just a weird nod to the thing, and then you find out he was in a photo studio the whole time. <laughs> exactly in a Sears <laughs> photo studio, nonetheless. Oh god. Um, let me give you guys a quick taste. I did confirm for you that Twitter was out of context. Frazier. Uh, here's an example of a recent tweet from out of context. Frazier. Frazier finds his son's secret Twitter account and reads his tweets calling celebrities piss fucks on air, getting him fired from his coffee shop job in order to teach him a lesson about civility. Niles bakes a pie. Hmm. Sounds about seems right. Okay. Seems okay. It's a late season episode, but I'm sure you yeah, guys. Yeah, are... yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, that's a real Frazier episode? No. It's a joke. Moving Come on. on. <laughs> Come on, that was a joke. Come on. <laughs> When it's you, it's hard to tell, Morgan. <laughs> I, know, I know. That's so, true. Yeah, because Fraser had Twitter. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, all that's, right. that's uh, the part that makes it unbelievable. <laughs> that was the part that t- really tipped me off. Um, I you were look, like, well, up until I said Twitter, time. you were like, wait a minute. You might, you might have some. <laughs> Hold the phone. Fraser said uh, fuck in the sentence, but Twitter. Look, I mean, any any show with a studio audience, I'm going to always kind of have a disgust for, but I think Frasier is the best of those studio audience shows. Um, yeah, laugh tracks bum me out. Yeah, they do. They're just... I don't like people telling me when to laugh. Well, um, then how else would you know that it was a joke? <laughs> I don't know. It just... Well, I don't know. I think it's necessary, because somehow you came out of the office thinking that's what she said was just this magical... Just mm-hmm. perfect nugget yeah, of comedy gold. Took the wrong lessons from yeah, the it's office. It's it's a fun game to play. Like me and my wife will do this. Where like, it's just a fun game to play in life. How where you can use the, that's what she said. It keeps you know, keeps the, your brain fresh. The down. laugh track thing always makes me think of like that BoJack Horseman joke of like, well, how do I know it's funny? And it's like, if it's funny, they'll laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, BoJack. Right. It reminds me of like those those YouTube cuts of like people taking friends and taking all the shit that uh, Chandler says, or not Chandler, Ross says, um, taking the laugh track out of it, and you see how creepy Ross is. He just is. seems like a monster. Like, I've been, I've been re-watching that 70s show in the background when I'm, like, Ugh. cooking and stuff, and 
Don't you fucking ugh. If you're going to like The Office, but you oh, hate that 70s opinion. show, come on. You're going to put that 70s show even the same company as The Office? What's wrong with you? Fuck yeah, I In am. terms of rewatchability? Hell yeah. I'm, are you... It, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But anyways, I'm going to agree with like, both of you. It's absolutely in the same oh God. same sort of, uh, you know, That's not the point. tier the point as is the Josh office in, in, in quality. Absolutely the same tier. I, I, know what you're, I know what you're implying, Josh. I knew the I'll second I said I'll it, I knew what you're implying. But um, no, I just like listening to some of the creepy shit that Fez says. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, as I get progressively older, and I watch the show as I get older and older, and I hear the shit that Fez says, I'm just like, what the fuck? Why, like, if there was no laugh track, like, I was watching an episode this morning while I was cooking breakfast, and Fez says something along the lines of, yeah, blondes are notoriously whores, and I was like, Jesus fuck, granted, it's a sign of the times, it's a sign of the times, but I was like, if there's no laugh track there, how fucking awkward would that line be? That was literally my thought this morning. Yeah, there was an awful lot in that show where it was like, look how backwards we were in the 70s, and people still thought the same things whenever it was being recorded, and it was like, it it didn't land because you knew people had the exact same opinions. No one's opinion has changed, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I will say that those friends things that you're talking about, Shay, where they cut out the laugh track that are, uh, there's kind of like a darkly, I kind of enjoy those like a dark comedic, like there's this really long, awkward silences. And it's almost to me like, that's the friends I want. I want the laugh track removed. I want the awkward. Where they just empty... sit there and stare at him. Yeah. Stew <laughs> now we have to sit there and think about like what you... you just said. It's like broaching almost like black or gallows humor in some ways mm-hmm. in that like because of some of the creepy pseudo rapey sounding shit that a lot of characters say on sitcoms that gets completely mulled over with a laugh track it you know like rich made this uh comparison to bojack i would make a separate one like where and i'm sorry this is a has any of you here have any of you not watched the ending and don't want to be spoiled before i go into this oh i've seen it Sorry, you broke up there. The ending of what? Bojack. The the yeah, the series finale. Yeah, I've already seen it. Okay. Okay. Well, this is gonna be a minor spoiler. There comes a point in the show where um because of what Bojack has done, that basically the head network executive is like in order to basically uh you know honor Sarah after um what you've done, we're gonna take bojack out of the show and it's going to be changed from horsing around to just around and i would love to see someone like a studio i would love this if anyone's listening to go back take a sitcom just pull all of the laugh track out of all of your episodes make it an alternate show and just put it on the air to see how uncomfortable that is and how many people would watch even if it was just like one season of that i would fucking love that I, I like if Netflix, I, if Netflix acquired the rights, so good. if Netflix acquired the rights to like uh, that 70s show and just for one season pulled out all the laugh tracks and just put it on, I'd fucking double the money that I give them. Yeah, so uncomfortable. <laughs> for every show, I would, there's a way to just remove all the lat tracks. Like, I wouldn't want, yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, last one, this is right up Shay's alley. You've been waiting the whole show for this. 
That's right. The final poll is also going to be a breakdown of Shay's thoughts on The Last of Us, uh, one of the most influential, timeless games of all time. Shay had a very controversial, hot take. It's not really that controversial, but a lot of feathers were ruffled. 70% of our audience said <coughs> that they me. believe The Last of Us 2 will be a much bigger game than a Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, and I know Rich is resistant to eating that crow, but I'm going to still keep trying to serve it to him. So open up, Rich. Keep. keep I, had a, I had a big dinner. Well, big dinner. Well, you know, a little bit. Uh, anyways, it got us, you know, Shay's been replaying the, or I should say playing for the first time, not replaying it, The Last of Us, for the first time. And just so there's some context here to why people got upset, I will quote Shay directly. And I thought it was a pretty even keel quote. That's why I used it, but also kind of fun. I'm about three hours into The Last of Us. It's been fun, but so far it feels overrated. Dun, okay. dun, dun. I don't remember Except him saying it like that. That was incredible. The combat is clunky like Uncharted 4. The story is definitely intriguing. I feel like I spend half of my time walking through these uninteresting places. Ugh! That's exactly was Boston. how I sounded when I typed it. Like, I was there, like, on my phone, like, it's overrated as I'm typing it into WhatsApp. How very 90s of you. <laughs> Appropriate for today's show. All right, Shay. Well, here it is. You've been playing The Last of Us. Explain yourself. Um, I, I'm going to stand by what I said when I said it, because that's exactly how I felt. And my opinion hasn't changed, um, of that beginning section. The intro is amazing. Let's, I want to start off by saying that I'm not going to go too much into this. Um, like what I like about the game and what I don't like about the game, because, um, we'll save that for when I complete the game and I've had the full experience. But the intro is amazing. I absolutely love the intro. Now, when you start getting into all the other stuff like the combat and stuff like that, it it felt dated. And of course, it's going to feel dated. It's a seven-year-old game. And I understand that. And I'm fine with that. Honestly, me, out of any one of the four of us, is going to understand that. I love playing, well, besides Josh and even Rich, I guess. Um, more so than Morgan. I love playing older games. I have no problems with it, but I'm also trying to be as objective as I can. The combat is clunky and that's fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world, but it is clunky. And I said it for the simple fact of like saying like, wow, look at where we're at now with combat just in seven short years, how far along a lot of combat and games have come. So that was kind of where I made that statement from. It wasn't to say, well, fuck this game because the combat's clunky. No, it was me saying, yeah. wow, the, the combat feels clunky, but look at where we're at now. And granted, I was paraphrasing, and that's kind of, that's actually the subsequent discussion that the four of us had that unfortunately nobody else got to hear or listen to. Yeah. Um, so that's why that was made. Uh, it, I mean, realistically, and I've been thinking about this a lot this week because I did make the statement that you spend a lot of time in that game walking around. Now, that's not a bad thing at all. It just felt like at the beginning of the game, I wasn't getting enough of the story when I was walking around. I was like walking through this building and then I was walking through that building and I was jumping over this barricade and then I was hopping down and then I finally get to Ellie and, I'll, and then shit starts happening. 
But like up until that point, you're just fucking walking around all these ruins and, you know, just it's it felt like I was walking just to walk. And it was weird. It felt like it was just thrown in there to add length to the gameplay for some reason. But once you, you know, once you. I don't know, you retrieve Ellie and then you're going to do all the subsequent stuff in there. Then my opinion changed of walking. Obviously, there was a purpose there. I enjoyed it. Um, and there's a lot more that goes into it. Now, I read some of the Instagram comments, and they were absolutely fucking hilarious. Oh, man. How that mad was, some of you guys got. It was, it, was, it was pretty funny. But, like, here's what I want to tell you. all Smurf accounts. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> you're just making 12 accounts. One thing I want to say is I got a lot of shit for saying the walking sim shit. And... If you guys go back a few years and actually listen to when we talked about what remains of Edith Finch, I was super, super high on that game. And that game is a walking sim. So I absolutely have no issues with walking in a game or even walking sims. Um, the, the issue I had with the beginning, like I said, is it felt purposeless. Um, even though I know I was going to retrieve Ellie, it felt like I was walking for 15 to uh, sorry, not 15, uh, like an hour at least just walking through these ruins for no reason. It was like, why, happened. why? Well, like, it's, yeah, no, it's basically, it's basically the intro to Half-Life 2 is what they're doing there. It's everything they're doing there is trying to just give you texture. Like they don't you tell the you an awful lot, but they're like, hey, you, get, you notice all these fascists around here, right? Maybe the fireflies aren't the bad guys, but they're trying to not say that as as much as they can, trying to just get you to figure it out on your own. And it yeah, it takes them a while to just make sure they've hammered that home because that 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 little bit there, it does feel like it goes on a little longer than it needed to. I, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's super drawn out or anything. Yeah, I don't um, think it's agreed. terrible. Having played it recently, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a little uh, slow. Um. A one firing squad, and all of a sudden you're a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, and I agree with you, Josh. Like, I, I, I didn't think it was like egregious by any stretch of the imagination. I just noticed. I was like, okay, is there a purpose for walking around this song? What, what, what is the reason? And hearing you say that, like, th that's kind of what I put it into context as well. Is they're trying to maybe show off the tech at the time because I. From my understanding, this game was, you know, fucking gorgeous when it released. So if you're getting to walk around in these gorgeous environments, that makes perfect sense. So for someone who hadn't played that right when it released now, seven years in the future, that kind of on you. element to a game doesn't age well. If they're trying to show off the tech in an in, in an elongated intro such as that. And yeah. that was if the it's point the prettiest there. Thing like, at I don't, the time, I don't mind. You won't like, mind. at the end of the day... Yeah, just kind of slowly looking You'll at appreciate everything. it more, Right, though. and yeah. the, the, one, the one fix I think would have put it, put it into more context for me is if um, someone would have said something along the lines of whether it was Tess or uh, Joel would have just been like, wow, like, you can really tell that the, the foliage is overtaking um the city ruins and that's that like basically like saying a natural thing to say i right. guess that's yeah. a, mm -hmm. they, they that's just like, they just noticed it they've been living there for 20 years but they it just dawned on them wow well there's some plants around here like it 
I mean, they could still be impressed. Like for me, maybe it's different for you guys. But I, like, I'm just. <laughs> I know. I know what you guys are saying. My point was it's hard to verbalize that, I, I guess. Like, there's no... It, nothing I can think yeah. of, at least, feels like a natural way to bring that up. Yeah. For, for me, that would have been... Holy shit! Some, some... Did, did you guys notice Morgan had a beard? <laughs> Wait, what? No, look, 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 look at that! It's, no, no, like, right behind his... Look behind his... Behind the mic there. There's... <laughs> I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> and I agree, Rich. I mean, I know there's not a perfect way to do that, but like they could have even drawn attention to something else like, wow, look at this this building crumbling or something like that and um and the plants overtaking it. it just like something like that would have cued me in, okay, mm-hmm. when this was made at the time, the purpose of this elongated intro was basically to show off the tech but we're focusing way too much time on this way yeah, too much I will, time. No, no, no. I will say this Shay I to defend you a little bit you you plugged your ears up whenever we first talked about the the game and I will say this in your defense even though I seem to probably enjoy the game a lot more than you um I I actually said that the first couple hours after that sequence you're just like oh walking along with the person here let me move this ladder over to the building let's slowly walk up the ladder let's grab this board and put it across the roof let's walk across the roof okay let's slowly walk through this part of the town like and and i was just like i really yeah. was not that impressed until the story got its its hooks in me i think the first time there was a exactly. a combat sequence in the game i really liked was whenever you were like hanging upside down uh, defending, um, or you got in that trap and you get ensnared, yeah, you know, like, yeah. hang down. Um, point. Mm-hmm. and I, yeah, and I don't necessarily think the combat's clunky, but it's very simple. It's, it's, it's very it's, simple. It sucks at the beginning because oh. they hide stuff behind upgrades that should just be just permanently there. Like, oh, guys, I, I forgot to mention this. I owe that game a slight apology mm. from when we last talked about it. If you recall, I said I felt like I was fighting the controls constantly. Uh, I found out a few weeks later that PS4 controller was was losing its life, and I was actually <laughs> fighting with a controller that was slowly dying altogether. That'll do it. Okay. Yeah, but like, no, they you upgrade your weapon sway. Like, don't do that to us games. Yeah, it's we're weird. tired of that. Or the, don't don't or the have that master perk where you. The sh- yeah, exactly. Able so, to defend yourself from the cl- clickers. That was weird. Yeah. No. Like, there just there are a couple things. Like the gun upgrades feel great. They just they make you better at what you do, but in a way that's right. not like making the game less fun to play when you don't have them. But some of those like personal upgrades feel like they should they they just need to be baseline type stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's and clunky maybe... until they are. Yeah, and that maybe that I think that's the better way to word it, honestly. And that's something that I discovered, um, is that as I started upgrading and getting more weapons and having more versatility in my armament, I started, and I, I've been enjoying the combat a lot more. It's, you know, obviously um, it gets more frustrating as it goes along because it gets more difficult and you get thrown into more uh, difficult situations. However, when you get those weapons and you get those upgrades, you kind of scale up with the com- the combat difficulty getting more and more difficult at the same time. So what was the last story so that you uh, went through? Last story be- I went through is um 
Ellie, Joel, Henry, and Sam just escaped the sewers. Okay. Oh wow, you're you're nowhere. You're not even. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I don't think you're as close to yeah, the end. Yeah, to say you're two thirds. No, it's not nowhere. I'm. Yeah, you're I'm not two thirds no. of the way. No, you're not. I wouldn't dude. say so. You don't think so? That's pretty early on. So. Yes. Really. All right. Who t- who tells you you're two thirds of the way through? Uh, the internet. The sequences when, just kind of get longer and, and longer they, from there. Never yeah, wrong. there's, yeah, you're going to be in for a lot of big changes, so. Okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm still playing the game, so. Cool. Things move on. But anyways, um, I, yeah, I've definitely, I still think, <sighs> and I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off by, I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying this. I still think the game is overrated. I do. Granted, I understand I haven't finished the game yet. At this current point in time, judgment. with where I'm at, I still think the game's overrated. That being said, I have definitely warmed up a lot more to the game. Uh, the walking issue that I had at the beginning, non-existent now. I'm enjoying it. The combat still is fairly clunky at the end of the day. I still have issues from time to time. Um, yeah. But it's 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 more it's more of it being dated than bad. Yeah. I would I've say. got a I've, final thought on the walking, I think, before we move on. And I noticed this going through the second time. Your walking speed changes dynamically based on the scene you're in. Um, yeah. So sometimes you'll hit the run button and you'll slightly speed up just a just a bit. Um, because they're trying to make sure there's room for the dialogue, trying to make sure that you're not missing anything you're walking by. And you notice that a lot early on in the game where you're hitting that run button and you just barely speed up at all. Um, yep. That that's happened to me a lot. Yeah. And that, that is is something that, but yeah, it's, 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 it, it feels odd whenever it goes back and forth between, Oh, I'll just, I'll hold, l1 and run and then you do that and like you're you're barely power walking it's you're you're just you're barely making any shit it's okay to have an unpopular opinion i mean it's fine it's okay it's nothing wrong i know i know i um, morgan would know that i know what you're doing (laughs) i know what you're doing morgan (laughs) you can stop you can stop. You can't all be the people's champion. Is my camera? Anyways, um, I'm trying to come to the defense of this game. I can stop and say it's complete shit if you want. Leave that for like the extended ending. Mm. I know what you're doing. It's not gonna hurt my feelings. I mean, are you looking at me or the audience? I didn't make the game. I'm looking, I'm looking at, at the camera. The audience. No one else is gonna see this. What you're audience? Either. You're looking at this. That's what I'm saying. Like you're looking at me. It's not going to make me be- uh, sad. I don't. Like, I don't. I'm not trying to make you sad. I'm trying to say, I know what you're doing. Um, Shay. Yeah. Shay. <laughs> I I hate to interrupt you guys here. I love y'all very much. I've got to bounce. Oh no. Um. Oh. That was pretty much the end of the show. Can you hang on for like two minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I could. Oh, I I we I can talk about had walking some slowly about some more if you want, us, but. I was going to let no, you do, that's it, fine. do it all on your own time. 
<laughs> well, it was confusing because first Shay, first Shay said he didn't want to talk too much about it, and then he said he had more to tell. He said, "I don't know what's going on here. I'm very confused." <laughs> you can talk as much about it as you want. No, really, what I wanted to say um, is that uh, the one thing I will say about this game to what Morgan was talking about earlier about it possibly being genre defining as well is I could see where this game has been a predecessor for subsequent games such as God of War because you do a lot of walking in God of Mm -hmm. War and there's a lot of dialogue that takes place in that um, in the similar way that it does in The Last of Us and I could definitely see The Last of Us being a, a big influence on the way games tell a story, especially with walking elements like that. So there is a huge yeah. like parallel I was drawing there. And I'm sure you guys drew it too. Yeah, and I, I re- think that's I, its I've biggest influence enjoyed. on gaming is just the the way stories are told. I think that I think that more than anything is is kind of gonna be its legacy. Because that's you can yeah, already see for how sure. it's impacted stuff going since then. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the last thing I do want to say about it is the story is awesome. I am really enjoying the story. It took a while for me to get into. It's it's really grown on me. And I think I, I'm I'm so stringent on my praise of it is because I'm comparing it a lot to Uncharted 4, which hooked me instantly. And they're from the same they're from the same studio. I think Uncharted 4 did it better. Granted, it is the subsequent release. I understand that. Please don't get mad at me, people. I understand. Uh, but I I have warmed up a lot more to The Last of Us. I do still think it is a little bit overrated at this point in time. I imagine my opinion will change as I finish the game. But as of right now, I don't see why people say it is one of the greatest games of all time. Because I do think Uncharted 4, this, the, uh, a game from the same studio, is a better experience as of now. Fair enough. Uh, but zombies, Shay, it has zombies. <laughs> I know. I know. I love zombies. Well, and, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it pains, pains me to, me say, to that say that this is this definitely, at this, at point, this point, not my not favorite, my favorite zombie, zombie game I've, game I've played. ever played. That's even crap. Yeah, I was wrong. I thought this would be Shay's favorite game ever. I said that on the podcast, and... I am wrong. Um, so we will do a chomping after dark for our $10 patrons and uh, probably next week. So if you sign up for that, you'll get a full spoiler podcast all about the last of us where you can yell right along with us. Um, anyways, it's been a great show. I want to thank you guys for being here. Like I said, rich said he has to run. Rich is here from New York. Josh from Michigan. Shay's phony in from Japan. And of course myself from Montana and uh, we have a very special show planned next week, so don't miss it. Hooray! So, woo, we'll be here for an all-new Chomcast. See you next week.